Hey, I'm Kyron. And this is Joel. And this week on the Dialogue Options Podcast, Vikili goes to... <gasps> Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Dialogue Options Podcast with your ever-faithful hosts, Joel McDonald, that is me, and as always, my very, very good friend and co-host, Mr. Kyron Morrison. How are you doing, good sir? Joel, I am very, I'm like, I'm destroying a cup of coffee right now. Today has been a very long day. This Mm -hmm. week is going to be a very long week, but uh, I'm good, like, good. Awesome. Oh, well, that's good then. As good as you can be, and that's all I can ask of you. (laughs) I must admit, I am I am dosing up on my like third massive glass of uh, cold drip coffee today. I bought myself nice, a cold drip nice. coffee maker last week, and you and you've been trying to tempt me as well. And I'm, I might do it, mate. I'm, mate. I, do I yourself know. a favor. Do yourself a favor. It is it is like a, the elixir of gods. It's like coffee, but <laughs> if you were ever like, I, I like coffee, but I would like it to be like less acidic and a little bit smoother, and and also. Ice cold on a hot day, and fucking cold drip is your is your shit. That's, that's the kicker, really. We are as we are heading into a, another blistering summer in Australia. Yep. And as one who does definitely need coffee, like mm-hmm. I was, I thought I was doing pretty well. You know, cut a lot of that like coke and all that out of my life, but coffee has just straight up replaced it. And, Current. But the downside being that yeah, coffee winter drink. Yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. <laughs> you know, okay, so Karen, you know me, and you know how much Pepsi Max I drink, right? Yes. <laughs> Over the last two, three days, I've, like, cut down my Pepsi Max intake, because not only have I got my coffee make, like, my cold drip coffee that's amazing and delicious, and it's just, it, the taste is rolling around in my mouth now as I speak, <laughs> and it's just fucking glorious. Um, is it, are we in an ad? Is this an ad? Yeah, yeah, uh, Dripster, cold brew uh, coffee, uh, drip, uh, cold drip coffee maker. Definitely go check it out. Um, it's on <laughs> a legitimately, like, it is awesome. I picked it up last week on it, like, they had a, a crazy, like, you know, like, click frenzy where they have, like, all online sites have, like, massive sales in Australia. Yes, like it, I remember. Yeah. It, it, I'm pretty sure the place I worked did it as well. And yeah, <laughs> that, yeah. So, um, one of the sites that I've bought, uh, where I actually bought your birthday present from. Uh, yeah, so I, I, they had a, a deal going and I'm like, oh, I'll have a look on there. And this, uh, yeah, this cold drip coffee maker was there. It was one of their, like, they had like crazy deals where they had like three of them available for $20 at a certain time. Um, oh, wow. I, I missed that obviously by, by a long shot, but their normal price for it, like on that, like their normal sale price for it was like 99 bucks. Um, and it's worth 150 and I was like. Fuck yeah, it's a, it. a pretty good saving. Yeah, I was like 50 bucks off. That's pretty good. And I did some research and reviews and it looked easy to use and people seemed to be pretty damn happy with it. And yeah, it arrived like three days later and I have not looked back since. It has been <laughs> fueling me ever since then. So uh, it's been great. But um, not only am I drinking that, I found this like sparkling water stuff that I really like. 
It's got um actually do you remember when you were down for Pax Karen and I had that can of uh sparkling water that was like watermelon, cucumber and mint? Yes. Yeah, so they sell it in like liter bottles at the supermarket. So I've been going to town on that. So like usually like of a night time I'll drink like three or four cans of Pepsi Max. Don't judge me, please. Um or do I'm judge sure people me are already judging you, it's fine. It's totally fine. I look, I'm just saying that just to make myself feel better slightly. But um but yeah, I, I've been drinking like a bottle of that instead, and it's just I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. So I'm trying to just like have like Pepsi Max like during the day and with meals as like a sweet treat in a way. Yeah. Having said that, Was I'll it? probably finish this to play Red Dead tonight after this. I'll probably go and have one. But <laughs> actually, no, I've still got a bottle of water in there. Yes, done. Um, but uh, but yeah, that's that's been pretty much my week. Did all my Christmas shopping that I needed to do. Nice. So, I've done I've done a bit of my Christmas shopping. Yep. Yep. I'm pretty lucky that our family, like both my family and my wife's family now do a Kris Kringle. It's a good idea. It is. It's really good because you can sort of go a little bit more all out. And it's great too because then I can go all out for Ash as well, which I have done. I actually gave her an early one today just because it was a small one and we were talking about it. And I was like, I'm just going to give you this little one. Um, but I have got some cool things. I am going to, I'm not going to say it because she's in the Christmas other room. Spoilers. So yeah, exactly. Well, I'm not going to say what I got her, but I got some cool shit. So I got a couple, maybe a couple other things in my mind, but, um, and then, yeah, I have, I've got my sister for, for Chris Kringle on my family, my side of the family. So I got her myself and her and my other sister tickets to go see Calamity Jane. So I'm going to go see a cowboy musical. Sweet. In January, I'm going to ride that red dead high. Um, that, red, that Red Dead High is never going away. Like, nah, no, absolutely like, not. There was, there was like a new Coen Brothers movie that went up on Netflix, apparently. Oh, the Buster Scruggs, yeah. Yeah, I, I've heard it's worth checking out if you're still knee-deep in Red Dead. Mm, yeah, look, because apparently that movie was supposed to be a TV series. Oh, okay. I think, which is why it's like, from what I can tell, it's like six stories in like one movie, and it was supposed to be like a TV series, and they've sort of edited it and cut it down into like a two and a half hour long movie. Um, I remember reading about it ages ago and I forgot it was coming out until I was, after I watched Creed on Saturday, um, which man, Creed, oh boy, what a, what a movie. Thank you, Broderick Gordes for the recommendation on that one and lending me your Blu-ray copy of it. Uh, it's, it's real good. Um, and I was, I, I felt like watching another movie. So I was home by myself before Ash got home from work and I was flicking through Netflix and I saw it pop up and I'm like, Oh, that's right. That came out. Um, but yeah, so I'm going to see like yeah, a cowboy musical in January. That'll be fun. Nice. Yeah, good times. Um, but yeah, apart from that, nothing else crazy happened. Just doing some visiting. Work's been okay. Just been hanging out there, hanging out, hanging in. I guess. What, what, whatever that means. I don't know. I'm trying to make. I'm, I was trying to do a thing, but it didn't work. Okay. So yeah, it, it it didn't. I'm afraid, but it's uh, fine. We can, we can just move on, and it won't, it won't even matter. All right, well, let's move on to something that does work, I guess, um, which is uh, the tried, true, and tested quest log. Mission completed. Quest log. Our quest log is our What We've Been Playing segment of the show, where we check in and tick off some boxes of the stuff that we've been playing over the last week or so. Because um, we, we had like a, we, this is our sort of, our first normal show in, in a couple of weeks. We sort of deviated slightly last week. Uh, let us know if you enjoyed that, by the way, because I know 
I know I did. I certainly it was, it was so it. much fun. Yeah, it was really good just to sit down with Broden um, and talk about a a season of a video game and sort of combine both our worlds. And uh, yeah, it was really fun, even if it made me look like a bit of a psychopath. But um, uh, at least at least you picked different. Like it was, I was pretty surprised how on par, like how like synced up Broad and I both were with our choices. Yeah, like I said, I, I did it for content. That's that's why I did it. Sure. Yeah, that's one hundred percent why I did it. Sure. Um, yeah. So, yeah, we check in with what we've been playing and uh, report back to you. Uh, and look, let's just get this out of the way now. There's only been one thing we've both really played over the last week. Uh, unless there's anything else you've been playing, Kyron, in the meantime. Not that. Not anything that's worth bringing up. Instead of talking about the behemoth, yeah, that is Red Dead Redemption. Yeah. So. I mean, I played a little bit of... I've been playing, like... I've been alternating between Red Dead and um, and Diablo 3 on the Switch. And, I mean, like, I don't have much to say about it. It's Diablo, and it's on the Switch, and I can play it while I'm watching podcasts and stuff on the TV. And it's really good, and it runs really well. Like, it doesn't skip a beat, um, which is pretty impressive, especially when there's a lot of stuff going on. I'm playing my, uh, my, my Necromancer, so I've got my Corpse Explosion... So when you get those corpse explosion chains happening and there's a giant mob of enemies, doesn't drop, doesn't uh, doesn't skip a beat, which is really good. I am curious to see how it would run at like the higher torment levels when the champion packs just they just get insane with so yeah. many different modifiers and all that. Like even on sometimes on the play on PlayStation, it's just like whoa, calm yeah. down. This thing is struggling. I'd be interested to see. Well, because like at the moment, my 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 necromancer has like his army of skellies. He's uh he's named Skelly Boy as well, by the way. Um, so he's got his army of skellies that follow him. Uh, and he's also got, I've got like the, the Templar, I think with me. Cause I just kept him cause he's, I've like leveled him all the way up and he's pretty decent. Oh, fucking Templar. Uh, I don't know. I'll, I'll probably change him out in the moment. I mean, but... I, I had the same, honestly, when yeah. I was playing so- Diablo solo. It's, especially cause like, I like, uh, like Necromancer oh, is not as much getting in and like hitting stuff. So having someone who does actually do that is pretty good. And he has a heal, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. You can get like, yeah. and there's different types of heals as well. Yeah, because I I, I, I mean, it's been a long time, but I don't recall if the other companions have a heal, and that was the other right. reason I sort of kept him around. It was just handy to have someone beside if my uh my health potion was on cooldown, someone who could pop a heal for me. I forget I forget that I have health potions because I haven't really. I'm playing on normal, so I'm just walking through everything. Give it time. <laughs> yeah, I know. I th- I figured as much. I've gone down a couple of times, but it's just been like carelessness and like going into an area and I'm like, oh, I'm not doing much damage. Oh wait, I'm dead. Oh, okay, all right. I'll be on my. I'll be on guard this time. <laughs> it's just sort of mindlessly <laughs> bashing through attention. things. Um, I'd be interested to see how it goes with like more than one player in there as well. See how that, that handles. Also, it. That's a good point. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I haven't had a chance to try that out yet. But, um, but yeah, apart from that. It's uh, it's been Red Dead, um, so we're probably gonna get not. I mean, we are gonna get spoilers this week. I think. I think we'll be talking. We'll be talking about some things that happen. It's again. I don't, <laughs> yeah. I'll t- here's what I'll tell you, Joel. So yeah. I just did a mission, and I was like, "Oh man, this game is." It feels like you know, you know, you know when you get you get to a point in your game and you're like, "Oh boy." Yep. We could be. This could be getting ready. Check my completion for the story mode. Fifty percent. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> it's no. like shit. It's um. Yeah. Shit. I, I, I mean, think... I'm loving it, but shit. Well, I, I, here's the thing though with with Red Dead. Before we get into like full details and spoilers and things as well, but I, I think this seems like the type of game where you are going to hit that point in the story where you're like, 
I'm just going to do story quests now. I've got to see this through at least until you get to a point where you feel like you need to take a break from it. But I know I've just been doing like side quests all over the shop. And then like some days I'll, I'll boot it up and play for two hours and just go hunt legendary. I think I've got like four animals left, legendary animals left to hunt. So I have been slacking on the legendary animals, but I've basically, I've only got one satchel left to craft. See, I haven't done any satchels. Because I wanted, I wanted to be able to carry heaps of stuff, so... Yeah, see, like, that's the thing. Like, and I've gone to do that, and I'm like, oh, but I've got to get all fucking stupid rabbits and squirrels and shit that are hard to catch. And I'm like, ah, these are the, the, the worst. I'm gonna, Joel, I'll, oh. come back to me when you go... Like, I forget which one it is. One of them requires, like, the uh, the perfect panther pelt. Oh. And... Yeah. Good God. Good yeah. God. Like, what a terrifying experience hunting a panther is just and when i say hunting a panther what i really mean is a panther hunting you yeah because i would swear i swear to god i'd be full i would be fully immersed like in like the, there's a particular area they're found at night just like all right where, where are you panthers I'm, I'm ready for you sort of like constantly like tapping on my eagle senses to sort of be like what's around me trails no panther here and then nearly every time out of nowhere red dot behind me panther attack i'm like where'd you come from Yep. Where did you come from? I actually haven't seen any panthers yet, so... I had um, neither. <coughs> I have taken your advice as well, and uh, sort of like, you know, I don't do it all the time when it hits night time, but like, when it hits night, I'm like, yeah, I'm just going to pull over and camp. I I'll, just, I'll have a camp. It, it's it. good. It's nice. Um, do, you, do you take care of your Arthur? Uh, look, yeah. Yeah. Joel, Joel, do you take care of your horse? All right. Let's get into that then, Kyron. Because I've got a, I've got a, I've got a tale to tell about my my horse. Oh, I also have a tale that I can tell you about my horse. <laughs> I'm not happy about it. I'm not happy about the one that I had either. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, here's the thing. So, yep. I did, I did a side quest for. Have you? Uh, oh, he, you've probably seen him if you've been doing the side quest in Saint Denis. Um, the painter, Charles. The oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. which again. He's a, he's a really great character. I really like him, and I the, liked his quest line. The strangers in this game are just yeah. they're so strong. Like every one of them, I'm just like I just I love them and they're memorable so as well. Yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly, absolutely. Um, but yeah, the, so the the final part. I don't know if you've have you done his whole. Yeah, like, I finished his, yeah. his um his little arc. So the the final part of it where you have to like escort him when he's dressed as a woman to the boat so he can escape. <laughs> I was Does like, that I kind of spoilers. <laughs> I, uh, maybe sorry let's just go ahead and say spoilers from here out all right cool spoilers all right from here on out unless you want to hear me talk about the tragic tale of my my war horse um from here on out we're doing full spoilers uh for what we've played so far of red dead um but yeah anyway so i i took i got into the boat and i'm like great he gets on the boat and that, before he gets on, the three guys jump you and they they try and beat you up. And the game's like, beat these guys up so that Charles can get on the boat. And I'm like, you got it, game. So I did it. <laughs> That's fine. Yep. It's yep. all well and good. Um, And then the mission ends and we say bye to Charles and he gets on the boat and he sails off into the sunset. And you're like, great. Uh-huh. It cuts back and it's like, oh, well, people are looking for you now. I'm like, well, okay, oh, fair no. enough. So I get on my, I run back to oh, the, no. the street, get on my horse, and I ride out of town. And I'm like, it's fine. I'll just do a lap, wait for everything to calm down. I'll go back. I've got heaps of money. I've got money coming out of Wazoo. 
I'll go back. I'll pay my $35 bounty. No sweat. And then I'll be all G. I'll go on to the next thing. Um, in the mean, no, actually. So I went, I, I, when I went out of town, I was like, oh, while I'm out here, I might go hunt some stuff. So I went and hunted the legendary moose, I believe. Oh, yeah. Um, up the top of the up map. Far north, yeah. Mm, yeah. So went and hunted that, killed it, got all its bits, got its corpse, chucked it on the, on the I don't think I got its corpse, I just got it, all its bits, chucked it on the back of my horse. I'm like, all right, it's been enough time. I'll head back to Saint Denis and uh, pay that bounty. So I ride back in. And as I'm riding back in, um, the cops were still looking for me. There were still red <laughs> dots on the map. And I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, all right, cool. I'm just going to get get to the, the, the train station, pay my bounty. We're all good to go. I almost, I get all the way through town. I'm on the last corner. Oh, I know. Police officer goes, oi, you. And I'm like, motherfucker. And then it was on. And I'm like, all right, I'll ride out of town again. So I rode out of town, did a just massive. Just bounty in roads, man. Look, in hindsight, should have done that because I realized that the distance between Rhodes and Saint-Denis isn't that far. So It's pretty, yeah, pretty minis- uh, minuscule. And it would have been a lot goes. less traumatizing and a lot less. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, than this. So I rode out of town, did a big lap, and I'm like, cool, lost all the cops, come back in. I'm like, I'll sneak this time. So I get there, almost get to the front, to the, the train station. As I'm about to go pay, cop sees me, it's on again. I'm like, Oh my god. Motherfucker. So I get on the horse and I go to ride out again. And I come to like one of the the streets just right before the entrance. And yeah. it was a stagecoach coming towards me oh, and a stagecoach no. going away from me. But they were like at the point where they were blocking the entire road. And it was too late for me to do anything. So my horse rides into it and I flip over. My horse is fine because it's yeah. pretty tough. But I also had that legendary pelt on the back of it. And I'm like, I didn't know what happens with legendary pelts if you don't collect them and you leave them where they are or whatever. I didn't know what happened. Did it stay there? I'll get to that. So I'm trying to pick it up and put it back on my horse. And three cops are there and they're all shooting at me. I'm like, I just need to get this on the horse and I need to get out of here and it'll be all fine. And then next minute, I was dead. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. I'm like, motherfucker, this is bullshit. I'm going to lose everything. I'm going to lose like my, my pelt, rah, rah, rah. I spawn back in and the game goes, oh, your legendary pelt, um, if you drop it on the ground, it gets taken automatically to the fence, I think. Oh, okay. Or to the trapper. Um, so it just gets taken there automatically because it's a that's, legendary pelt. There's only one of them. almost easier. And I'm like, yeah, right? I was like, okay, I might just leave it on the ground and instead of like trying to stock <laughs> exactly. up my, my horse with shit. I don't know how often that works, but yeah, basically I went back to, after all this whole ordeal, I went back to the trapper and it was there. And I'm like, sweet. Um, the next tool tip that I got from the game was your saddle's been dropped on the ground, uh, where, where, where you were last. Oh, no. If you want to go pick it up, you can pick it up and get all your, your belongings back. And I was like, what about my horse? And I was like, motherfucker, what about my horse? I get back there. Horse is nowhere to be found. Nothing's been said about it. I, I pick up my saddle and I carry it to the stable, which is around the corner. So it's like my ass is like walking through the streets with his saddle and I'm swearing to high heavens as this is happening. This is the horse I've had from from the moment you get to buy a horse. And it was, granted, it was my, the the pre-order bonus horse. So like, you can, yeah, I think you can buy it any time, can't you? I think so, but it's not the point. I've had it the whole time. Bandito and I had a relationship. We had a bond. I, I was feeling it. It was all there. And I get there, check through my stables and yeah, he's not there. He's gone. And I was like, the fucking cops 
shot my horse as they shot me, left my horse to die on the side of the road and left my shit there. And I was like, fuck this. So I had another horse. I had a temporary horse that was with me um, from a, a side quest that I did. And it's actually a pretty cool looking horse. It's like one of the white ones with the black spots. The Appalusia, I think it's called. Oh, yeah. I think I know that exact horse because I still had that temporary horse at yeah. camp. <laughs> yeah. It's a cool horse and it's 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 done pretty well since then. Yeah, I, but I don't I don't like it. I kind of like it. I was like, it's nice. I like I like its grey mane and stuff. I'm like, it's fine. But in a in a fit of rage, I, I took it to the stables and I took it in there and I got it all trimmed up and and put my so I put my saddle on it first and I took it to the stables, got it all trimmed up and everything. And then I was like, I'm gonna name it something else. And I tried to call it fuck the police. <laughs> no. And then I couldn't do that. And so I tried to call it F star 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 the police. Still wouldn't let me do that. And I tried to do F and then random assortment of three characters. Um, like like exclamation characters, the police yeah. wouldn't let me do that either. And I'm like, you know what? Fuck Ro- you, game. Rockstar's onto you. Oh, I know. Motherfuckers. Yeah, and then uh so and I ended up just calling it F the police. So my new horse is called F the Police. Nice. Um Sorry to anyone out there that may offend, but I was I was very upset, and now it's sort of stuck, and I'm, I kind of like it. It's kind of makes me laugh now. So, but that's the tragic tale of uh, Bandito. May you rest easy now, and I will avenge you by taking down as many police officers as I can when I need to. So, uh, yeah. Well, Joel. Speaking of tragic horse stories, okay, lay it on me. So, well, now here's the thing with my horse story. I still don't really know what happened. Okay. What I can tell you, so the horse that I lost, right? Mm-hmm. If you're out there, you've probably seen it on Facebook. If you're playing Red Dead, you've probably either gone to get it or you want to. And I recommend it because it's a very good horse, but it's the White Arabian, which you find up in the Grizzlies. Okay. So I went up there, found it. It honestly, because I was very bad at the um, the breaking mini game, it took me about half an hour to do because I suck. Okay. And because of the area where you're trying to break it, it's just covered in trees. So the camera is on... is often obscured, so it's hard to tell which way the horse is actually going to lean in or into or against it. Right. But So I got that horse, all good. I did a mission, it was probably nearly a week ago now, and for some reason, when I went to call my horse back to camp, it was just gone. Oh. It was just gone. And I, I was like, are you kidding me? Fuck. Why? Like, I... So I had three horses already, so it wasn't, it wasn't really an issue, but that horse was a pain in the ass to go and get. So I sort of, I reloaded an older save. It still wasn't there. I went to the stable, checked checked any possible horses that I had there. No sign of it. Eventually, I ended up having to go back up to the Grizzlies and like re-taming one and bringing it back down. As soon as I did that, I sold every other horse I had. I'm like, you can't take it from me now, Ken. <laughs> it's my only horse. Don't you take this from me again. The only thing I can think of is that it's like a situation, you know, in Breath of the Wild with the skeleton horse. Where it was like a temporary one, where you couldn't actually stable it or anything like that, or well, no, this one was stable though, That's like weird. saddle and all. That's so weird. Saddle, it had a name. I named it and everything. Did you lose everything from your saddle as well? No, just... like that. That was the weird part. It was just the horse was just gone. Wow, probably That's... a bug. It, yeah, this, I guess. so Red Dead isn't like it has lots of annoying little bugs. It's not broken, but there are like little bugs here and there, but it's like, well, that's frustrating. It's still enjoyable and playable in the state that it's yeah, in, exactly. unlike other games that may have released over the last week. I know which one you mean, and yeah. fair, fair cop, it'll, it'll yeah. take that. Yeah, it fucking should take that, because it sounds like it's been a dumpster fire. <sighs> um, Who's surprised, really? Who's surprised? No, I'm not. Hey, they tried a new thing, it didn't work, they probably will never do it again, I hope they don't. Um, but yeah, uh, that's weird though. 
Yeah, like, I, I don't horse. know why, but I went and got a new Arabian. And at this point, I'm like, maybe I should just go and catch another three Arabians. And just fill my, <laughs> just just fill my stable with Arabians, and then I'm good. I might have to go get one of those, actually. I do like it's my really, Appalooza, but yeah. I'm, I'm, it's I'm, a good horse, Joel. Like, it's fast. It's got really great handling. Hmm. And it's got great stamina. I like all and of those things. Yeah, right? It's a nice horse. Okay. So you said up in the Grizzlies? Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you if you really want, there's, I can send you a picture of where you find it exactly. That'd but be it's up in the, it's it, yeah okay. It's up in the snowy area, sort of near the river. Okay. Yeah, I'll All send right. you a picture. All right, cool, awesome. Um, that's my that's on my on my personal quest log for tonight. It's it's, it's really it was really cool going to get it because basically because of where I was set up, I'm like it's a trek. Like going back to the Grizzlies from oh, like yeah. the camp near Saint Denis. It was like you are committing to this. You are riding across the country to go yep. get this horse. I'm like, I'm, I'm ready. I've got my uh, my winter outfit run. Let's go. Yep, yep. No, I've got a couple of good outfits ready to roll for that. But I'm a um, stylish cowboy, Joel. I'm be- I'll be honest with you. I'm very proud of my Arthur. I, I go through phases with mine, like where I, I get trimmed up and they look really neat and nice. Like I did, I, I had to get trimmed up for the last story quest that I did. Yep. I got uh, trimmed up and looked nice and neat for that. Um, But like, I actually like like letting my, my Arthur grow out a little bit. Like I like having like the grizzly beard, and like looks a little bit dirty. I like the beard, but uh, I keep I keep the hair nice and neat. Yeah, look, I my mine <laughs> my my Arthur at the moment looks a little bit. It reminds me. He reminds me of Jamie Lannister for some reason. He's oh, got, nice. Like, the, he's got like the middle part like Jamie Lannister hair, and I'm like, I'm okay with this. This is fine. My, my housemate's uh, Arthur is very reminiscent of Jeff Bridges. Oh, that's all. That's that's the type of cowboy you want. Like True Grit. Is he, is he in True Grit? Wasn't he? I don't know, man. I haven't seen True Grit. I mean, it's a Coen Brothers movie, so I, I... either way, like, you, like you can if you've seen, like, you know, you can picture Jeff Bridges as a cowboy, really, and yep. it's sort of what his Arthur looks like. My Arthur's more put together, but I do respect for more long-haired Arthur's as well. I do. I, I go through phases. Like, I like to let it grow out. It's like me in real life. I like to let it grow out, and then I'm like, no, today I'm going to have a change. I'll go and get trimmed up, neat yeah, up, I'm, play around. I'm, I, I even did one where I like I trimmed everything except for the mustache. Nice. So I, I, but I'm, that's my next game. That's my next goal because I shaved everything off, but I'm going to grow it back out, and then I'm going to shave everything except for the mustache, and I'm going to get the handlebar mustache style. Hell yes. I'm going to be like dastardly villain Man. Arthur. When that mission made you shave your beard off, like for for the for poker one, I was mm-hmm. so bummed out. I'm like, not my beard. My Arthur's got a good beard. Do you know what's Don't really take that from him? Do you know what's really funny? That I was actually before I went and did that mission, I was like, man, I should go get a trim. I'll just do the side quest, and then the side quest is like, we're gonna go buy some new clothes and get a haircut. And I'm like, fuck yeah, yes, free <laughs> haircut. Let's go. Awesome. Let's do it. Um, yeah, put some pomade in my hair, and I'm all good to go. Heck yeah, all about the pomade, man. Yeah. Um. Okay. So, where where do you want to start in terms of where do you want to go from here in terms of uh, discussion po- topics? Do I you- mean, so I mean, I think we covered a lot of like key gameplay things last week. I don't know that I've got much more to add on that front. I will say that I've seen so I've seen some stuff going around about like the input lag. And oh yeah, it was like a glass shattering moment for me, like. I obviously felt it when I was playing it before I, I'd read some of that stuff, but now it's all I can think about. <laughs> like, not at all, it's not all I can think about, but it is present in my mind when I'm playing the game. Yeah, I mean um, that is fair. Like it, it, 
if you wanted to level something against this game, like controls are definitely a thing yeah. you could you could focus in on because they are clunky. Sometimes there are just too many button functions assigned to one button, which makes it very easily easy to make some very crucial mistakes in a game like this. Or they'll change the, the button inputs for, for yeah. different things for different contexts. Can I, like, can I say, Joel, I struggled to sort of get to grips with the uh, draw feature in this game. Oh, like the like the the like shootout draw sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm getting better at it, but it always takes me a couple of goes to get it right. Yeah, which is just embarrassing when it's like draw dead. I'm like, oh, okay. yeah. Retry checkpoint. Draw dead. Okay, I'll get it this time. It's fine. Okay, I understand. It was just because you got to you hold R two to slowly fill the gauge, but then yeah. I always had to remember L two to draw, then R two to shoot. Like, and I would just always get that mixed up and yeah. just die. Well, see, I, I've figured out, too, that if you want, you can smash R2 and it'll draw the weapon out straight away. But you've obviously got less time in... Um, it yes, speeds yeah. up time for the other person. So you don't actually have to hit L2 to draw. I, yeah. I've noticed it. yeah, if you hold... Like, do the slow button press, and then when you're ready to go, if you, like, quickly let it go and smash it down, it'll draw out and go to Deadeye. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like I enjoyed the draw system more in Red Dead 1. I think I guess. Well. It's yeah. been a long time, so maybe I'm just worse at video games now. I don't know. They don't do it as much either in, in this one either, which is good. I mean, Joel, like, oh, it's, it's so early. <laughs> well, that's it. We're fucking, like, halfway through the story. I'm so re- I, I don't even know what to expect. Like, there could be a whole thing with drawing later in the game. It could become a core mechanic. I'm not sure. That's true. And they might embellish on it a little bit as well. Yeah. I'm sure there's going to be some story ones coming up, but like there has to be, there's got to be like, I'm waiting for the inevitable double crosses to start because I mean, it, we've both played Red Dead Redemption one. So we know that there's going to be some sort of double cross that's going to happen. Oh, really? yeah. It has to happen. It, I'm keeping, in some I'm way, keeping my form. eyes squarely on Micah. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like so he's sh- he's the linchpin for this whole thing coming undone. Shall we bridge into characters then? Sure. Well, for starters, Micah sucks. And Micah, I, I hate him. I, I hate, hate him. him the most. And Every I, time they're like, hey, go to this Micah mission. I'm like, cool. Here comes a bounty. Yeah, exactly. Cool. Here comes me spending money on shit that I, the game's making me do because fuck Micah. Um, but I, I do like that Arthur also just doesn't like Micah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. He's, it, I guess it's a testament to Rockstar as well. They've made that character, they've they've made that character unlikable, and not just in like, oh, he's supposed to be the bad guy way. It's like he's just an unlikable person because he's a part of the yeah. gang, but he's just not a likable person. And I think that's what it's a it's a good character, I guess, in a way. Like, oh yeah, like they do a like they do a good job of. Uh, I'm not sure if you've seen the mission yet. He. You would have it. You, you, you've, you've, if you had your second party. Um, uh, not I yet. Don't think so. No. Okay. All right. I won't. I won't say what I was about to say then, because there's okay. a part that I was sort of like, it's sort of. Micah has a bit of a monologue, and I was just sort of like, look, I get it, man. I get why you are the way you are. Okay. It doesn't mean I like it. <laughs> well, that's it, and th- 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 that's another good thing. This game. I think we mentioned it last time we spoke about Red Dead, but, like, this game is really good at, like, just getting into that moral grey area and staying right the fuck there. Oh, yeah. Because, like, no matter how often you want to make Arthur, like, no matter how good you make your Arthur, he still is a bad person at heart, and he knows that. He's done some shit that he's really not proud of, 
and that probably wishes he didn't have to have done. But then there's part of him that likes the life that he's lived and is proud of the things that he's achieved, I guess, in a way. And he also feels a pretty strong sense of obligation to to the gang as well. Like, mm. he's been running with them for all these years, and as, as Dutch himself says frequently, they're basically a family, yeah. more so than a gang now. Outlaws for life. Like, that's the slogan yeah. of the game. It's, you know, and it's true. Like, that, it's such a, yeah, by how far would you go for family? And <laughs> I guess in a way, it's a different, different strokes, but in a way, in terms of, like, quality, I guess, of narrative. But, I mean, the Fast and the Furious movies, from what I can tell, that's what that's all about. It's, you know, we, we are all, we are blood relatives, oh. but we are family. There's something funny about comparing, and again, a bit not because of like comparing Fast and the Furious and Red Dead directly, but just because Fast and the Furious is well, it is fast. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> and boy, Red Dead is just like no, I'm going to take my time, and you're going to love it, and I have been. But boy, does it take its time. It does take its time, but I also don't think it punishes you for not taking your time. If you if you are the type of person that just wants to get in and just fuck around, do what you want. Cause I know people who've done that. You can do that. Oh, yeah. And you, yep. I feel like you're not going to, you're going to, you're not going to take away with a different or negative impression of the game. It's still going to be a really, especially if you're in on the whole concept in the first place, chances yes. are you're probably going to enjoy it. If, uh, for the most part, I know a lot of people, there's been a lot of people who were excited for it that have been like, this isn't for me. I don't think um, it's, it's been really interesting to watch some of the reactions to this game. Yeah. And I think, again, it'll be even more interesting in about a month's time when we're really hammering in and focusing on Game of the Year talks. Yeah. Just to see a lot of cards and like people's hands will show for Red Dead and what they really think about it. And mm-hmm. yeah, like honestly, I get it. Like we said earlier, you can de- you level a lot of criticism against the controls mm-hmm. because as good as this game is, like sometimes those controls really screw you over. At key moments. Oh, yeah. Um, so many, like, accidental, like, hold-ups. Like, I've lost out on a bunch of random strangers on the side of a road because I have got my gun equipped. So when I pressed L2 to target them, he's drawn his weapon, and it's just cancelled out everything and everyone off. I'm like, oh, okay, bye, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Great. Like, yeah. just, like, little things sort of stack up over time. Yeah, it definitely has its negatives to it, but I guess when you look at the the picture as a whole and you're still coming away from it going, wow, I am thoroughly enjoying my time in oh, this. Yeah. It's no doubt. It's a good test. No doubt about that. Um, so yeah. Joel. Okay. So Micah, he's, I was, uh, he's a dick. <laughs> he is a dick. <laughs> yep. The, on the mission where you basically bust him out of prison in strawberry. Oh yeah. Now I already wasn't a fan of Micah before that mission, but during that mission we're sort of like, well, like we're already done. Yeah. Like when he um when he breaks off to get his guns back. Mm-hmm. Did you follow him when he does that? I didn't follow him into the house because it wouldn't let me. Oh no, yeah, yeah. You can't go in the house, but you can be outside and you can only assume what he does when he gets those guns back. You, and can, I was like, you can see it from outside. There's a blood oh, splatter you? on the window. Oh, yeah, I saw I, that. I, saw, I saw a blood splatter and I saw like Alright, Micah. I mean he, Are you but, kidding me? Yeah, he kills a woman in cold blood. It's fucked yep. up. And he's like, it Oh, is. cool. And like I was helping like, cool, him like shoot my way, I was helping him shoot his way through the town. But that's because it was early on, and I'm like, "Yeah, I'm in for some gunplay, seeing how it feels, and that sort of stuff." But well, again, like as we said earlier, like Arthur is torn. Like, is he doesn't like Micah, but he is a part of the gang. Exactly. Yeah. So he goes and holds up his obligation to get him out, 
Yeah, absolutely. And he's not, and he's not happy about it either. Like, you no, can, he's not. He has these moments where he's just like, I should just, le- I should have let you hang. Like, I should have let you swing for that. Like, um, and yeah, and then even like when you go on another mission with him after that, he's like, cool. What, what, what are we getting into this time? Wow. Yeah. What are we gonna fuck up this time? I had a mission where Dutch was like, cool, we can take either Micah or Lenny, and um. <laughs> Arthur was just like, well, I mean, hey, we can take Micah if if we want like a, a death sentence, like, yeah. Otherwise, take Lenny. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, the, the second mission. Oh no, it was it wasn't with Micah actually. Never mind. There was a bank heist that I did that was with um, but I think uh, it was, he wasn't it was, involved in that. It was Bill Williamson and Karen and yeah, I know. I'm just like fucking Bill Williamson. You're a prick as well. I remember you from Red Dead 1 exactly. all too well. Exactly. And he's pretty subdued in this one. He's sort of like a background character, but he's there and he's present and you know where it goes he's and you're like, like, fuck you. He's Yeah, he is exactly that, but mm-hmm. he has, in some scenes I've been seeing recently, he's like bubbling up. He's building up. He's coming yeah. forward a bit as as the sort of magnifying glass is applied to the sort of, I guess you'd say like the senior gang members. Yeah, Probably the the ones that are the ones that we saw in that very first that you would imagine in that very first like seven people across the the uh the picture like the silhouettes of them on horses or walking across oh, the, yeah. the sunset that's probably in fact there's a really great moment in um in roads where you're doing <sighs> just before you leave where you're walking into um which one is it is it's not the greys it's the the braithwaite it's into, a braithwaite manor yep holy shit yep I that- think. Everyone I've spoken I, to has taken like screenshots. I have that. so many yeah, screenshots. Me too. Uh, one of the girls I work with, she's like, "Yeah, it's the background of my Xbox One now. Like that's it's that's my so, picture." Like Joel, like actual goosebumps. Like, yep. And like the the again, since we're full spoilers, like so that mission you're going to get back John Marston's son Jack, and it's so because it's been pretty like you they've been used sparingly throughout the game, but when you go to that mission. And the amount of gang members you ride out with, yep. you know that shit's about to go down. Yep. And you're like, oh, Could cool. Could you take practically it... all the gunslingers that you've yep. got? exactly. And like, you're like, oh, cool, this is a third through the game. All right, this is only going to ramp up from here because I know it's Rockstar and they're good with like set pieces and like spectacle and whatnot. This game's only going to get fucking crazier and yep. this is a taste of what's to come and I am super into it. Like... There's a the, the music that plays as you approach. Oh, yeah. As like as Dutch is calling him out, I was just like, oh, yeah. let me let me shoot someone. I'm ready. Let's go. Let's shoot some Braithwaite's. <laughs> I've heard some cool stuff about the music. There's like a couple of like tracks with lyrics in it that I haven't that apparently are tied to certain parts of the game. I haven't oh, heard them yet. No, I haven't heard anything. I mean, the only thing I've really heard is like yeah, the, the songs I sing at parties. Yeah, and love those. Joel, again, when you see that second party scene. I don't want to spoil it for you, but what I, what I will say is hang around until the end. Don't okay. go to bed. Okay. All right. Um, And keep an eye on, like, the, the main campfire. Wait, is it the party after you get Jack back? Yes. Oh, I have seen that, and I did go to bed. Oh, did you? I did. Yeah. Oh, how early? I sang a song. <laughs> I did yep. some stuff. It was really late when I did it when I finished okay, that and I was fair. like oh it's, yeah I probably should go to bed and then actually go to bed for real life oh. um, okay can I I mean because honestly first of all they sing like four or five songs in that scene yeah yeah I sang um, the the, the, but, the, Span- the Spanish one I think it is that yeah with Javier yeah Javier sings yeah yeah 
there's there's one at the very end like so and also like there's lots of little little diet like um vignettes that happen in that party like yeah you see that uh that dutch and molly are sort of on the rocks like they're in a not a great place there's a couple of there's a couple of things that allude to that as well because yeah molly that, in actually talks to you about that as well but yeah like dutch is sort of like yeah it's kind, i'm kind of sick of this honestly so i'm like i mean oh. leave molly alone man it's not molly's fault yeah, um, there's lovely. karen's drinking <laughs> i love karen karen's yeah, karen's great of the female characters apart from maybe sadie as well but of the of the the the, the female characters in the game i think Karen's probably one of my favorites, and she's actually one yeah, of my favorite characters. Good. Full stop. I shouldn't even. She's say very female. good. She's just great. The mission where you go out, um, when you do that, the bank heist in Valentine, it's... and you get <laughs> what, to pick. What, what did you pick? Uh drunken Hussy. drunken oh, harlot. Nice. Yeah, I I've seen both harlot. sides, and they're both hilarious. Because <laughs> I, I love the fact that she goes, um, uh, she says something that's like. No, but nobody ever goes for the drunken harlot. And then Arthur goes, I particularly like it. And she goes, you would. <laughs> like, it's a great little interaction they have before she goes and does her drunk acting in the uh, in the, so good. the bank. Yeah, she's great. Um, but the, the key moment I was talking about. So at one point, um, Bill and Pearson have a bit of a standoff and fucking Bill decks Pearson. Right. And um, at the very end of the evening, like, because I wonder if it, did a storm roll in for you as well? I don't think so. Okay, that's interesting because because it happened to me and it happened to my housemate, so I just figured it was scripted. It might but be, still, but it could be the the fact that I went to bed a bit too early. Yeah, maybe. That's a good point. Either way, so like the the very last thing that happens in the scene is like it's raining, there's a storm, and like Pearson's just sitting at the at the fire, like singing a song on his own. Oh, you can sit you can sit next to him and sing with him. That's awesome. And it's just like I can't, like Pearson was a character who I was like, you know, like you're useful, but that that little moment i was like shit pearson i really like you yeah oh that's a shame i missed that i might see if i can look it up on yeah i would say see if you can google it yeah like, up on youtube because it's it's such it's such a the song he sings is really really good okay cool i'll i'll try and look it up um is there any other characters that stick out to you that, you, that, that... i mean because i have a few should we I just say we can just let's let's pick out. I think our three favorites were the same. right? I think or, they're pretty similar. Yeah, at least two of them were. Yeah, um, I, MVP. Yeah, obviously, Hosea. Fuck yeah, Hosea. Hosea is Hosea, the best. Yeah, he he brings much needed um logic more often than not. Just ca- thinking carefully to to any of the irrational situations Dutch can get the gang into, and even lightheartedness as well. Like, yes, because sometimes he knows that it's like, this is all going to go. This is all going to fuck up. Yeah, we're stuffed. Like. <laughs> we're, we're, we're screwed. But at, like, because Arthur will be obviously pointing out just going, I don't know why we're doing this. And I say, I was like, yeah, but what are you going to do? <laughs> He'll crack a joke about it as well. Um, one of my favorite moments with Hosea is um, when you're taking the moonshine. Oh, you, that's such a good mission. And uh, yeah, to go hand it out for free at the the, the saloon in... Um, Being a top bartender. Yeah, that that is awesome as well. But the interaction he has where he's coming up with the characters for them to go into town. <laughs> and he, he gives um, Arthur the character of like someone who's a bit slow. And he, he, uh, what do they call him? He's a bit touched or something, I think is the term. I think, it was, I think touched is the word they use. Yeah. yeah. And, and he's like, so you can't speak. And he's like, what are you talking about? He's like, uh, 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 uh. You don't speak. And then he giggles to himself, and I'm like, <laughs> "Fucking hell, this is great!" He and he gives you that pipe as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. 
<laughs> and he so does his performance of his character as well. I really like him. He's just such a fun character. Jose is great, and his voice is so good. Yes, yes. I actually, who is the voice actor for? I actually don't know. I'll look it up. Let me do some fact checking here while we're on, right. on the air. Um, any other Hosea moments for you? Uh, oh boy. Sort of just any of the ones he's in. It's even just like running into him around camp as well. I, I would hear, I hear his voice at the side, at the corner of my ears. I'm like, Hosea, where are you? I'm just going to go and say my, my square, square stuff to you. It won't advance anything, but I just want to talk to you, mate. Let's yep, be friends. Just be like, hello, how you doing? Uh, his name is Curzon do- Doble. Nice. Well, I don't know. I've never heard of him before this, but he does it's, a killer performance as Hosea. According to Behind the Voice Actors, he, this is the only game he's worked on. This is the Man. only thing he's worked on. But Rockstar, Rockstar just pick pretty mm-hmm. good unknowns, don't they? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then, like, launch him into the spotlight. Look at the guy who played Trevor in fucking GTA 5. Trevor, fuck, Trevor's, like, his before, like, his... He's in Walking Dead now. He's like a core character in The Walking That's Dead. That's right, he is too. Yeah. I, I remember when I was still watching the show, it was years ago now, and he popped up I'm like, is that, is that Trevor? Because he fucking it looks like Trevor. Trevor. He looks he like does. him. <laughs> um, I remember he was on like Kind of Funny Morning Show one one time because he just came in. They're like, yeah, do you want to come in and do, do, do some stuff with us? And he's like, yeah, sure, why not? I'm in town. <laughs> he's, so good. Went and hung out with him. Um, apparently, speaking of GTA Five. Before we go back to Hosea as well. Yep, okay. I haven't seen it yet, but apparently there is a a little Easter egg to do with Michael. I have heard of this, but I haven't found it either. Yeah, so apparently he's to do... Do you know Do you know about it? I haven't read... When was it, I have read the Easter egg. I don't know what it is, though. Okay, cool. I sort of know what it is. I don't know where to find it or where to, to get it. This um, this game is like yeah. riddled with Easter eggs. Where I'm like, I really liked this one, but I don't know if you've seen it yet. There's so much stuff, but again, as you expect from a Rockstar game, of course, yeah, it's it's loaded with content and secrets and Easter eggs and stuff to find and references and homages and it's just it's it's insane, so good. Um, but yeah, man, so yeah, Hosea, yeah, Hosea just MVP. Just- MVP, like really just the second I sort of was in, was introduced to him, I was like, yep, let's go. It was, yeah, there was a couple of moments where I I was like, oh, he's a pretty cool character. And then, but there was a couple of specific moments. That one on the, the wagon into town, that was the a moment where I'm good. like, okay, he's, yeah. And then there was something, I can't even remember what it was. There was another couple of moments where I had a, I just had a really good Hosea moment, but I, I'm, ex- I'm excited for you to see it. Oh man, I'm just so keen to go play some more. Um. Right. All soon, right. Joel. Soon, soon, soon. Uh, who else? Who else is on your on your list of things? Of people. Lenny. 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 That, that mission, almost yep. entirely for that mission. Yeah, we talked about it last week. Such a good mission. Yeah, such a good mission. And it's, like it's yeah, it's always like you know, not even just in video games, but like being like a drunk character. It's so easy to get that wrong to like go too far. One way or the other. And to go too caricature with it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I thought they did a really good job with this. And mm-hmm. Lenny, from that mission, I wasn't like, Lenny, you want, you're you my boy. Yeah. And there's a really good moment with him and and, uh, and Arthur, uh, where Arthur is sort of, it's, it's almost like a father-son moment in a way, where uh, Lenny's talking about how he's 
a little getting a little bit disillusioned with the with the gang and and ha- yeah. feeling a bit underappreciated and he's like you need to know that you're an integral part of this gang and Dutch and myself and Hosea we all like if if you keep at it you you're you're in for big things yeah doesn't he say like his his time will come yeah cuz that's time when will he's, come yeah cuz he's talking about how he's sleeping outside with the juniors at that point right yes i think so yeah yep. yeah um very good scene there's another scene with Blenny as well where he talks a bit about his past and right. obviously, oh yeah, give, given I, his race, yeah, uh, how, sort of how he's had to live with that, and Arthur's reactions in that cutscene were very good as well. Just yeah, um, there's uh, yeah, he's uh, Lenny is a great character. Um, really enjoy hanging out with him. But yeah, those couple of moments, just those little moments oh. that you get with with characters, is just it's so simple, and it's always it's not wasted time either. It's always when you're on your way to do something or while you're yeah. doing something. So you're not, it's not like you're having to spend time and sit down and have a conversation with people, which would be fine, but you're always, it's always just like having a conversation while we're off on our way to this next quest marker or on this next story beat. Yeah. And if you really want, like you can just set cinematic camera to go and like hold the next and just listen to a conversation and the game will sort of steer you there. That's how I travel when I have to travel long distances. Just, if, I, if I'm traveling at long distance, yeah, cinematic camera it's is so, how I do it. Because it's so great. I, I, it's not like I feel like I'm fast traveling. It's it's like I'm sitting back and I'm just enjoying the uh, the atmosphere and the landscape. And some of the camera shots, just they nail it. Like when every time you go across a bridge and it does that side-on shot, the, the, the tracking shot. Oh, yeah. Oh, I yeah. love that. Anytime you go Perfect. across a bridge, it's beautiful. Um, sometimes it fucks up a little bit and it gets a little bit wild or, or you'll be right. riding. Sometimes on... you'll, you'll stack. <laughs> yeah. You'll stack. I've, I've got so many clips saved on my, I, I'm actually thinking about if you've got some as well, if you want to send them my I way. Absolutely. Do. Yeah. I, I, I think I might I had a, edit together a video maybe to put up on the, on the Facebook and Twitter. I had, a, I had an amazing one where I was sort of just riding along minding my own business and I was heading towards a bridge. Yep. And at oh, the God. precise moment I was like, I paused and I was like, I'm going to hit that post. Oh, I'm no. going to do it. I can't, like, because it was too late. I was just sort of autopiloting and then hit pause instinctively. Like, this hasn't changed anything. Yep. I'm going to hit that. I unpause. I My horse slams into it, flings me over into the water. Just oh. over bridge, into the water. I'm like, well, I see how this is. This is how it's going to go. That's it. It's fine. It's fine. So much, so much dignity lost, like just crashing my horse into trees and all that. Then feeling really guilty about it and being like, "I'm yep. so sorry." Here's some hay. Here's some pats. Yep. Here's some brushes. You're okay, I'm sorry. girl. Yeah, <laughs> that's um, my girl. I love, I love. Um, oh, I don't love this, but the one, the one that I, one of the ones that comes to my mind that I had was, uh, I had it in cinematic mode. I was riding along, and there was a guy walking with his dog on the side of the road. Oh no! And the game just, it didn't kill it. But the 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 like the path making just clipped the dog and just flung it, and you oh, see this, no. and I was like, and the guy was like, "Hey, you hurt my dog!" And I'm like, I went out of the cinematic. I'm like, I'm so I went to go back and apologize, but he already had his gun out, and I'm like, "Sorry, yeah. you gotta run away now." So I'm like, "I'm sorry about your dog," because I'm riding off. The game does the not it does not take kindly to injuring the dogs. Yeah, yeah. Which is fair enough. So they fucking should. Oh yeah, like yeah. Who's a, who? What sort of monster does that? Yeah, come on. Absolutely. I didn't mean it, but I must admit, it was a little bit funny. <laughs> like I'd be lying if I didn't say if I, my first reaction was like, "Oh my god!" And then, "Oh shit!" Like it just it was it was com- like comically awful. I think my I've got a really good one, which is just it's a a short video of me trying to hitch my horse back in Valentine. <laughs> 
<laughs> and it just it just goes so wrong repeatedly. <laughs> I have the one that I think I sent to our our group chat that we have with some friends. Um, I don't know if you oh. end up watching it. Where it was one of the ones where you, I think it was the one with the the oil tanker where you hold up the train with John, yeah, and Sean. And um, and so we got into the, we got to the part where we had to take the wagon out, and John and uh, I think Lenny are hanging off the side of it, and so I I like you know got behind the the reins and started off we went and I turned a little bit too sharp and it was like parked between like trees and uh like a stable, and I just must have cut it a little bit too fine and John was halfway through a sentence he's like. So we're going to take this thing out and boof, and just made this thud sound as John got cleaned off the side. And I laughed for about five minutes while I waited for him to get back up on the horse. And I had to say, I'm like, this is the best. I think it was the first video I saved and it fucking um, made me laugh so much. I had one where I caught a train. And so when you catch a train, right, it, it usually teleports your horse to that station. Yes. Yep. And we are next to the station, so it's all good. Yeah. Uh, and to to to, give, to paint you a picture, like when you fast travel by train, like when you arrive at your destination, it gives you a nice cinematic camera mm-hmm. of a train rolling in. <laughs> Except the games, it, again, they seem to be immortal in cutscenes. I guess for this reason, the game spawned my horse on the tracks, <laughs> so the train just rolls in and cleans up my horse <laughs> and just like pushes it out of shot. Like, is my horse dead? What's that? It's so great. <laughs> look, it's so... Yeah, clearly it's a little bit of a bug, but it's almost, again, and I know we shouldn't let these things sort of slide. No, look, but these I, these things are fine. Yeah. They're, they're not game-breaking. Sure, they could be fixed or not be there, but also it's fun to chuckle at sometimes. Exactly. There's that one that I remember you showing me, I think when you were down for PAX, where you showed me one on Twitter. I'm like, it's a cutscene where I think you're sending... Oh. I think you're sending Mary away on the on the train. <laughs> and yeah. there's this like crane shot that sort of pans out <laughs> as the train's going away. <laughs> this horse just gets dragged along through the uh through the shot and it it's fucking so made good. me laugh so much. It's uh, great. I re- I retweeted an incredible one. An incredible little it was like it's like fifteen seconds. Yep. And I'll paint you a picture, Joel. Okay. So have okay. you have you tried camping sort of in the swamp area? Uh yes I have, and I know what happens. Okay, yeah. so so you've been pulled up by the Murphys, right? Yep, twice. So what? this is sort of along those lines. Basically, he sees a campsite and he's, he's Arthur runs up and goes to investigate the tent and then the Murphys come out and they're like, oh, ha, ha, guns drawn. And before anything else can happen, no joke. And you can go and watch this video. I retweeted it. was probably like a week or so ago now. Out of, out of frame, as the Murphys are about to stick you up, cougar. <laughs> So this guy is about to get accosted by Murphy's instead of Cougar just outright kills him out of nowhere. And it's so good. That's brilliant. The Cougars, oh. they, they live up to their legacy. Their Red Dead legacy is intact. I've still only encountered three. I've seen about... So I've seen one. Well, I'm gonna see, when I say I've seen one... I've seen one's glowing eyes on the road in front of me. Yes. It then spooked my horse and it killed me. Yes. I've been actively trying to hunt them for a satchel. Right. And the closest I got was I saw one run past in the distance and it vanished. I'm like, no cougar, come back. I remember that was, I remember going for like some of the outfits in Red Dead 1 and that cougars were one of the ones that bailed me up for a long time on that. 
on yeah, that front. He'd been much more frequent in a later area, so I'm like, I guess oh. I'll put it on the back burner. Okay. But, uh, um, have you, yeah. And you've done the Stranger mission involving the... I think we the spoke circus. about this off air. Uh, no, there's that one, but there's another one that involves a cougar as well. Oh, yeah, oh, no, yeah. So it's, it's not a white cougar? Yeah, it's a debt collection mission, sorry. Yes. It's, uh, Terrifying. Yeah, that was... Um, this game is... I think we said it last week as well. This game's fucking scary. And that was it a is. prime example of it, where I was like, oh my I, god. I felt genuine fear going through the... Um, like the forests up the, up the far north, because basically I was traveling through there at night. I had headphones in. Red Dead 2 has a surprisingly chilling, sort of off-putting track it plays at night. Yeah. Just... Wasn't, wasn't gelling well in the forest. And then a bloody storm rolled in. So the sense I was relying on the most, my hearing, yep. was just blocked by rain and thunder. I'm like... Ugh. And you're just in the distance here, like bears roaring and stuff like that. You're like, I'm yep. terrified. Yep, yep, I yep. don't want to be here. Um, man, some of the thunderstorms they look gorgeous. I saw one with like yeah. giant crack Ooh, of lightning yeah. hit. Um, all right, so uh, w- w- let's <laughs> round out the character section. We got sidetracked <laughs> right, okay. a little bit there, but let's round out some of the characters because I've got something else um, I wanted to maybe discuss a little bit. So, I picking a third is hard. I. I particularly want to shout out one one of the female characters. You, you spoke about Karen. I kind of, I even though she's not, I wish she was more involved. And I guess, unfortunately, I also seem to have succumbed to a bug about this character as well. Yeah, likewise. But uh, Sadie. Yes. Sadie is a character that I, again, I was like, man, I feel like they should do more of Sadie. And or I had it like in chapter three, I think it was. Mm-hmm. She was really mad at Pearson about something. I'm like, man, why are you? Why are you so mad? That was the first I've seen her. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> since you saved her. Like, yeah. And you you wouldn't even connect the dots, honestly. Nope, I didn't I until you out, told me. <laughs> yeah. And then I basically found out there was a bug that can keep Sadie out of your game until, like, chapter four. I'm like, oh, shit. That's, yeah. Hmm. Which sucks. But, like, what time spent with her? And again, another voice a voice actor that I just think does a bang-up job. Uh, it's been very cool. And I... There's a very nice... Yeah, we've, we spoke... You've spoke about that mission. Basically... So, at one point, you're just minding your own business at camp. Mm-hmm. You go there for a Sadie mission. Yep. You're like, oh, Sadie Adler. I'll do a Sadie Adler mission. And then shit goes down. Oh, and yeah. you basically get stormed by O'Driscoll's. Well, let's set the scene as well. Like, not only oh, do you get do, stormed. I guess we're, f- we're full yeah, spoilers, we're man. Like, True. Let's, let's do it. This is, okay. If, even if you were, like, mildly interested and this is, like, you don't want to know anything else, the, like, this is last chance to turn back again here. <laughs> Um, yeah, character I mean, character death, <laughs> yeah, like full on character death where like a horse rides in and everyone's like, what, what's that? And then people start freaking out and eventually the camera zooms in. You see that it's Kieran, the, um, the O'Driscoll ringer that, uh, you capture and basically be- becomes a member of, of the gang, uh, yeah. much to some people's disgust, but like he's, he seems to even, be a pretty even, good guy. Um, Arthur razzes him sometimes. Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But then he sort of realizes that he was, you know. Wrong place, wrong time sort of situation, I guess. Yeah, and Kieran speaks a lot about how bad Colm is as well. He's oh, like, yeah. you guys treat me way better than he does. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, it's just him, like, on a horse with his severed head in his hands. Oh, Jesus. And I was just like, like wow, okay, that's, um, yeah, that happened. That, that moment, and then just as you, as the Adriscals start coming in. It's, yeah. I, I will stand, like, the, the shootouts in Red Dead. 
so good. Oh yeah, I love it. I know some people have a problem with like the the gunplay and stuff like that, but like it's just fun, man. Like pot shotting people from like behind cover and trying yeah. to like just like get headshots on people, and you get that like, the the oh the slow mo the slow mo cam when you're like yeah. oh yeah, it's great. Yeah, so nice that addition. in that particular mission, like that shootout was so good. Yeah, and um, it gets pretty t- intense, like basically because you're surrounded on all sides by O'Driscoll, so you've got to like bail up everyone inside, and the shootout continues from inside. Yep, and then it's like, oh, Sadie's still out there. Sadie's still out there, just just killing people because mm-hmm. she she wants to. Yeah, she's bad. She's a, bit of a, she's a bit of a loose cannon. Yep, but not in an irritating way like Micah. <laughs> no, exactly. Yeah, Fucking and basically God. you go out to help her, and you sort of have to sort of. I wouldn't even say, like, escort her back. You're, like, try to guide her back. You're, like, no, back in the house, Sadie. Back in Not the house. Not even that. You just follow her and yell at her for a yeah. little bit to try and get her inside. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, nah, fuck that. Bang, 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 bang. Kill just, everyone. like, yeah, dropping her Driscoll's left and right. Yeah. And that's really, that's great. But then after that, after that mission happens, I had a little interaction with her where Arthur was just like, whoa, look out. Be careful there, killer. I'm like, is that your nickname, Sadie? Because that works. Like, you, you are crazy and you are a killer. Yeah. And it was just that little interaction that made me wish I'd seen more of her stuff earlier in the game. Yeah, me too. But I, I do, I like her, I like her design, and I just, I want more Sadie. Yeah. Nah, she's great. Um, the last character I wanted to discuss is Trelawney. Um, yes. I really like Trelawney, because he is like... Trelawney was sort of a surprise character that grew on me. Yeah, he's like the snake oil salesman of the group, of the gang, and I love him. Um, particularly the last mission, the last story mission that I did, which was... Uh, to do with him, which was like, involving a, a, a riverboat and dressing up as oil uh, oil tycoons and playing poker against someone and hustling them to get uh, to rob a safe. And then it all going slightly wrong. And then Arthur has that moment where he's just like, I, I think it's Lenny's like, how are we getting off this boat? And he's like, I don't know. Trelawney never figures these things through. Like, probably end up with a, he probably had a plan of us of of this whole thing ending of us dressing as can can dancers and doing a a can can off the side of the boat into the water, um, <laughs> and it just it was a great. I didn't do any justice to the line, but it's it's a really great uh, line where he's just like he's such a fucking snake oil salesman, but I love him for yeah. it. Um, he was actually one of the characters I was suspicious of early on. Yeah, I yeah. Yeah, I mean, a, I don't know if he's, a... I don't know if he's out of the woods yet. Personally, no, I, I'm, I'm more willing to trust him now. But like, there's like a throwaway line. I think, I forget who says it, but basically, we're talking about how he sort of hangs around, mm-hmm. and just when he's about to stop being useful, being helpful, he pulls up some some nugget, something that makes him integral to the gang. Yeah, and it's like, man, that is it's a little bit suspicious. It is but, a bit. I do like how the game sort of makes you second guess a lot of these people. Sort of like, can you trust them? Well, that brings me to, to a point. Now, like you said, you've played like sort of one story quest past where I am pretty yeah. much. Um, yeah. Where shit's gone down. But like without... Shit has fucking gone down. You can feel free to answer this or not. But what are your thoughts and theories for the whole story? Because I, I feel like to this point, there is a... The story itself is, isn't... It's more like a whole bunch of little stories and vignettes yes. with people, and I like yeah. that. There is an there is an end goal where it's like we need to get enough money so we can head as far west as we can. Um, and that's well, that's the interesting thing, isn't it? Because really, the story again, it's honestly the same up to where I played to. Mm. The story is just Dutch sort of going, "No, we'll we'll do one last hit. We'll get one last score, and we're done. Yep, and we're out." 
and we're gone. Yep. It was and it, that's similar to like uh, GTA Five was similar to that as well. Yeah, it was actually. Where, except like you know you had the, the three guys and they're like, all right, there's one last job and then we're done. And Michael's like, oh fucking okay, sure. And then it's like, oh but but what about this? What about this heist? Was it <laughs> oh, okay? All right, one last job yeah. and then we're done. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I, yeah. If you want to like like to like, speculate, like I can't even pick it. Like I don't, I don't know if there is a mole. I know that I can feel the tide starting to turn against Dutch. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's honestly been building up, like, even from where you are right now. Like, mm-hmm. from basically about when, when Jack gets taken, you can yeah. start feeling not... It's a bit more under the surface end because people are like, wow, you kind of went... Man, we killed a lot of greys. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, Bra- uh, Braveweight, sorry. Yeah. We also killed a lot of greys, but... yeah. The Dutch one is Braithwaite's. Grays is with um, uh, John, isn't it? It's John and Hosea, no, isn't it? Uh, I'm thinking of, of the one in in Rhodes with uh, I think it's Bill actually. Oh yeah, it is Bill and oh Big, man, Sean. Yeah, oh, uh, rest in peace, poor Sean. Yeah, just fucking blasted his head off. Woof. Shit. Um. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so I think in that mission there you start to be like, Whoa, all right, Dutch, all right. <laughs> so I like. I have like a, a, a vague theory, and I don't really have much okay. to back it up. But I feel like John's already turned, and he's See, playing everyone. I could buy that, like, and that's so... it because he disappeared at the start of the game. He wasn't with the group, and then he's like, "Oh, I got attacked by wolves." Oh, but then well, they, they talk about how he vanished for for a while. Exactly, and he got at, at, like I'm doing air quotes here, attacked by wolves. Um, I don't know. I feel like maybe he got left for dead out there by someone else. Maybe, I, I don't know. I, I, like I said, I don't have a whole lot of like to back it up, but something just doesn't quite, there's a missing puzzle piece there that hasn't been explained yet. And I well, don't know if it will, because it, it could be completely wrong, but it might. I mean, where he's eyes. found in the snow is, it's like, how'd you get here? Like, yeah. and even, I'm, I'm pretty sure even after another, like, what, hang on a second. Yeah. This is odd, but okay, we've we've saved you, I guess. The fact that he was also in the snow when the gang had moved, like to the snow from somewhere else, so he was already there. It's yeah. The John Marston's the way they're using John Marston in this game is very interesting, especially mm-hmm. when you have the knowledge you have from playing Red Dead One, so you sort of know how that pans out. Exactly. It is interesting to sort of. Exactly, play off that with John Marston. That, that's always the hard thing when you're doing a, a prequel to something that is so well known with a character that is so well known that you've spent 40, 50 hours with in the first game. Um, doing that like prequel thing and going, well, we we have an endpoint that everybody knows where where things end up, but nailing that's like, how do we get there, and like, what was the the, the turning point? But yeah, like I said, I feel like the turning point has already happened, but no one else has really cottoned onto it yet. John's managed to hide it relatively well, um, because when it comes down to it, he wants he he wants the best for his family, for Abigail and Jack. He wants to set up a future for them. And I mean, oh, yeah, and like the the the, the, the Pinkertons have already been on their case. Like the first time when you go fishing with Jack and the Pinkertons show up, um. And I was like, how? How did you know we were here? How is, what's, how did you just conveniently know that we were here? 
Um, I mean, and if let's tinfoil hat it a bit, mm-hmm. it I I sort of feel like maybe if if it is the case that John also is trying to spare Arthur as well. I think so. Yeah, because Arthur because again, if, if the Pickertons were sent there to talk to, to because they're like, hey, Arthur's here with Jack. Go see Arthur. Like it, yeah, and like John's always trying to. When he's riding with Arthur for some of his missions, you can hear his doubt. He's like, I don't know, I think we're going too far. And yeah. Trying to, almost trying to talk Arthur out of like his dedication to, yeah. to Dutch's gang. Because it seems like Arthur's always had, again, talking about like fatherly figures and things like that, using Arthur as a fatherly figure. I think Jack, there's a, there's a moment where, um, where John and Arthur have a, a, almost like a father-son moment. Um, I can't remember exactly, but it was something that stuck in my mind where I'm like, oh, that's like a, you remind me of when I was your age or something moment. And I was like, huh, okay. All right, I could, I, yeah. this is pretty cool. Again, so much of Arthur's story is just this man torn between these two ways of life. And I'm just, I'm so interested to see where it's all going to end up, Joel. I can't even like properly put it into words. Yeah. But I'm so sucked into this world and the characters and the setting and everything. Like, like when I saw it, was at, I was honestly at 50% story completion. I was sort of like, yes. Yep. I'm like, oh, good. There's, there's so much more going. to go. Yeah. But also, no, we need to get this done before Game of the Year talks. <laughs> I know. I know. We, Joel, might, I we know. may have to, like, delay our Game of the Year talk until we finish Red Dead. If we haven't finished it in time for end of year stuff. I'm, I'm, I'm honestly, I'm curious. Yeah. Cause like, even though I'm at 50%, yeah. it could reach a point where basically I'm out of side content. Yeah. Or where, where it gets to a point where the main content is so compelling that you want to go. So yeah. On and I on. I wanted to, so briefly, just before we move on too much, uh, I've sort of been doling out a lot of the story quests. Like I'll do a story quest, then go and meander about in the wilderness for a while. Mm-hmm. But if there's, if the story stuff feels urgent, like I just can't help chaining it together. Like it's just, it just feels in the moment. Yeah. Again, there's a couple of missions you've got coming up where I was just like, I should take a break between here. But again, they just really make you feel, even though you can, you can just delay it and go do something else, the urgency feels real enough that it sucked me in. I was like, no, we're, we're going. Yeah. We're, we're not stopping. hundred percent. Oh man. Well, look, I think, is there anything else like sort of our second round impressions that you want to wrap up with? I think, it's probably maybe that's a good spot to leave it before we are. Uh, yeah, we. I mean, unveil more of the story in our own play. Yeah, what I will say is I think this is probably my favorite like cast of Rockstar characters. I, I think just, so too. Yeah, this cut like the the cast is so good. And it, that's I mean like GTA Five was a tough act to follow because oh yeah I really like those three main characters. I know some people had some problems with like certain elements of certain characters, and that's fine. I totally understand that. But I think as a whole, like, that, having those three characters and switching between them, um, I, I thought was really, really strong and a really interesting choice. But, yeah, having this, like you said, family to sort of mm. talk to and find out why they're there and, and, and who they were and who they've become and who they're going to be and all that sort of stuff, it's it's very fascinating. Yeah, it is. And I... I take every opportunity I can at camp to sort of stop and say hello to, to a lot of the characters. Yep. Just because, again, I'm just, I just, I'm so interested in this entire cast. And again, as we said earlier, the uh, the strangers, a lot of the side quest stuff is just so good, yeah. so strong. Hundred percent. 
hundred percent. Um, but yes, I think I think that might be. We've done another hour and ten minutes on uh, on Red Dead again. It's almost like it's Persona all over again. Uh, yeah, pretty much. I mean, yeah, yep. Who knows? Maybe we'll wrap it up next time. We'll see. Well, yeah. Hope maybe. We'll see how we're going by this time next week. We'll see if we can. Um, we we might know we have to take maybe take a week off of Red Dead next week to sort of cover more ground. I think we might. We'll see. We'll yeah. see how we're going. Maybe I don't know. I'm trying to drag something else out. I'm like, I played uh, some Rock Band. Oh, I did play some Rock Band this week, but anyway, nice. Yeah, apart from that, but uh, yes, stay tuned for more. <laughs> Again, for if, more Red Dead. If you're not into it, or well, I apologize, but I mean, it's kind of uh, it's kind of the the hot thing at the moment. So, and we're both really enjoying it. So, so good. Settle in. <laughs> anyway, so we've got our uh, second part of our Red Dead uh, update out of the way. Welcome back. If you tuned out for whatever reason, whether or not you didn't want to hear about Red Dead for spoiler reasons or for you just don't care about Red Dead, either way is fine. We don't mind. That's fine. Welcome back. Um, and if you stay with us, thank you for staying with us. But now I think it's time we checked in with everyone's favorite podcast news update game, Dope or Nope. Dope or Nope. Dope or Nope is, of course, our news segment of the show where we bring news stories to the table and we decide whether they're dope and we both talk about them in great detail or nope, where we move on and forget this story existed. Uh, If one dopes the story and one nopes the story, the person who doped the story gets a short amount of time to discuss uh, and give us the cliff notes rundown of the story uh, and we move on. Uh, This week... It's only one thing. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's only one thing this week. I just wanted to, you know, in case there's some new listeners... Yeah, that's fair. I I get it. I'm gonna, you know, gonna be consistent. That's, you know, that's the name of the game, I guess. Um, no, this week, uh, look, earlier, middle of last week, I believe it was the uh, yeah, about mid last week, I think. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so, uh, the nomination for Jeff Keighley's Game Awards came out. Uh, kind of a big deal now. He's created sort of a bit of a bit of an institution with it now, which is great. I really like having this to look forward to at the end of the year and having a, it's a nice fun look back on the year that was uh, in a bit of a flashy spectacle show all about video games. Uh, and they've done a really good job the last few shows. And uh, he's promising the biggest show ever this year in terms of like world exclusives. And uh, I think just general content as well. Um, he's hyping it up a lot. So what was the, I think the tagline for this one is worlds will change. Worlds will change. Jesus, Keely, right, calm on, down, Keely. man. Come on, man. Come on, man. Woo. <laughs> I think I think the vi- the video game orchestra is back again as well. Yeah, I think they've particularly they've uh, they've emphasised that they will be doing more with that, which awesome. I'm so thankful for because it felt like they were sort of wasted last year. Yeah, it was it was great. It was really awesome, and getting to hear like an entire orchestra do "Rivers in the Deep" um, was pretty fucking special. Yeah, because like it's "Rivers in the Deep." Sorry, yeah. By the sounds of it, there'll be, there'll be no musical guests this year, which I'm completely fine with. Okay, that's fine. I do. I actually, last year's was okay. Like last year's was Phoenix, and I was like, eh. but the year before, I think it was Churches, and that was fucking awesome. Yeah, I mean, because they did the song from um, uh, Mirror's Edge Catalyst. Yeah, I just, mm. I, I mean, and it works when it's like lyrical songs like that. Yeah, but I mean, I just, I want to hear more of that sweet video game music, Joel. Yeah. 
man, just bring Mick Gordon back. Just do, just bring Mick Gordon back. There's other I'll music, fuck... Joel. There's other music. Uh, but, but, but Doom, Kyron. If uh, Doom came out this year, then sure, get Mick Gordon back. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, hey, we got an announcement for Doom Eternal. Does that, does that count? No, no. <laughs> Damn it. Fuck. Um, man, if he did it like a live show in, in, in Australia, I would fucking. Joel, didn't he do a show money. at PAX one year? He did, and I missed it. Let's not talk about that. Um, mm. I'm, I'm still regretting that to this Sorry, day. Sorry, it, it was me to me to bring that up. Yep, yep, that's uh, no, that's fine. It's totally fine. <laughs> um, but, of course, the Game Awards wouldn't be the Game Awards without the awards themselves. So, uh, and with awards goes nominees. And the nominees got announced uh, middle of last week. And uh, if you if you were with us last year for the Game Awards hype, train we uh we we went through every single category picked out our our winners for the nominees and um yeah sort of tallied them down and checked back on on those when the game awards uh, rolled around and and were all said and done uh we decided to do the same thing again this year so so settle dope, in dope on nope this week is just going to be game awards so again if you don't like red dead redemption or or the game awards I hate to say it, but it's probably not the episode for you this week. <laughs> sorry um, about that one. <laughs> real sorry. But uh, we have decided that this year we kind of want to make things a little bit interesting. So we want some stakes. We want some. We want something to work towards. We want, want something on the line. Um, I'm hyping this up because uh, like we don't actually have anything yet. But It's um, cooking. Let it cook. Let it cook. Cooking. It's cooking. If you've got suggestions, let us know. Hit us up on Twitter. Send us an email. Uh, if you've got if you've got potential stakes for the, the loser of the uh, of this sort of little friendly wager, let us know, and uh, we will consider them. But yeah, we'll probably fill you in on those. Maybe when the game awards have happened and we go through them, we might announce then what we're going to do for uh, said uh, stakes, I guess. But for now. Let's just kick back. Let's go through category by category, all the all nominees, and pick what we think is going to win. Starting with Joel, first of all, a question. Yes, are you voting with your heart or with your brain? It's so hard to pick, isn't it? Yeah. Look, I think going off last year, I voted with my heart quite a lot last year. Didn't work out super well for me, I don't think, but. Uh... But we'll see. We'll see how this goes this year. Okay. All right. This year is significantly going, going to be tougher the more we get to the pointy end of, of the, the categories. Oh, yeah, for sure. Mm. Um, but let's start at the bottom. Uh, we'll start with Content Creator of the Year. For this one, we've got Dr. Lupo, Myth, Ninja, Pokemani, or Willy Rex. Joe, I felt, I felt lazy here. Yeah. I went for the one I knew. Yep. And that Which was is. Ninja. Yeah, that's what I'm going for as well. I think I... Not, nothing against the other content creators, but I just think the... Like, Ninja's year has just been insane. Oh, yeah. He's had a massive year. And he seems like a pretty cool dude. Um, Yeah. Seems like a pretty neat dude. Like, sure. everything I've seen of him, like... I've, I haven't seen much, but everything I've seen of him, he seems like a pretty pretty cool dude. So, yeah, why not? We'll go with We'll go with that. <laughs> Moving on to other things that we know a whole lot about. Uh, best esports moment. Oh, I know a moment, Joel. I picked my moment. Okay, I watched yep. this moment happen. I figure, yeah, I figure you did have a, probably this one uh, wrapped up for you. 
Uh, so best esports moment is C9 comeback win in Triple OT versus FaZe uh, in League of uh, the the League of Legends Worlds. Um, oh no, is it? Yo, wait. This I think this one might be. This category might be split up a bit different on this GameSpot article. Oh, I'm on the actual Game Award, the Game Awards website. Yeah, I probably should go to that, but I think this one's yeah, split up. So it's yeah. So that so, one's in E League, which I think is, I guess, from CS:GO. Maybe. Which one, which one are you looking at? The C9 comeback win in Triple OT versus Phase. Yep. Yep. Which is the first one, and the second one because yep. it's blended together on this article. Oh, okay. So yeah, the first one is that one. The second one is G2 beating RNG. Yes. LOL Worlds. Then yep. it's KT versus IG base race in LOL, yes. LOL Worlds. Mm-hmm. OG's massive upset of LGD Dota 2 finals. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> Sonic Fox side switch against Go1 in DBZ from Evo. Yeah, look. That's the only one I've heard about. <laughs> it's such a good moment. It's a really I should watch it. I, maybe I'll have to watch it. And I'll, I think I'll... you should. Yeah, all right. Well, I'm going to go with that as well. So far, we're um, just on the same moment, wavelength. That moment was insane to watch. <laughs> and then for him to come back and win, like after the side switch, of course, just added to it. Yeah, look, I heard a lot of people talking about it. I still don't... Like, all of that seems like a lot that just went straight over my head. But Okay, I mean, it, it'll, it'll sort of... I don't know if it's exactly this, but imagine playing a fighting game from a certain side and then like getting like getting acclimated to acclimated to that and then the other guy going hey let's switch let's switch sides oh god and like honestly it could that could that could be enough to throw someone out but i yeah. honestly recommend watching it okay well i did see sonic fox popped up again recently where he won against someone and donated 10 grand of his yep. winnings to the fa- the the his opponent's family yep that's fucking sonic, awesome sonic fox so is a cool dude that's why i was like yeah that guy he seems like a cool dude as well um, best esports host. Uh, we've got Alex Golden Boy Mendez, uh, Alex Machine Richardson, Anders Bloom. Is it Anders Bloom? And then the next one is Effie Effigie S J O K Z Deportary. Wow, butchered that. And then Paul Red Eye Shenlener. Nailed. Wow. I'll My be honest, bro- Joel. I yep. didn't recognize anyone here. I don't know who to pick. I'm going to go with Alex Golden Boy Mendez because I like the name Golden Boy. Oh, actually, no, wait. I did pick someone for this and it was it was him because he uh, he was Overwatch. Oh, okay. I think that was, for some reason, it stuck in my mind as well. Like, I was like, yep. I feel like I've heard that name before. Yeah, because I was yeah. like, I had Golden a Boy, at Golden yeah, he Boy. He was Overwatch. Yeah, so I did pick him. All right, cool. All right. I watched a lot of Overwatch League this year. I think he did a fantastic job. And plus, I think Overwatch League was quite hot this year, which is why I think he might get it. Cool. Awesome. Um, yeah. Uh, well, we're three for three. So, so far, <laughs> so far, the stakes thing's probably not going to matter. I mean, um, <laughs> hey, I mean, to be, we're still in the e- esports section, Joel. We are. That's true. This is the part in where esports, we're just like... I'm just sort of gravitating towards things. I'm like, I know that. Yeah. We're throwing darts at the wall at this one. <laughs> yeah. Essentially. Yeah, I'll, I'll be honest about it. I don't know what's going on here. <laughs> um, best esports event. We've got uh, E-League Major in Boston 2018, Evo 2018, League of Legends World Championship, Overwatch League Grand Finals, and the International 2018, which is, of course, Dota 2. 
What do you I got? went with my heart this time, Joel. Oh, did you? I, I don't. I, yeah. I don't think it's going to win, but I went with my heart and I picked Evo. Look, it was a pretty big year for Evo. It it's was. always a pretty big deal, but I think I feel like they were, it had a lot more time in the spotlight this year, for better or worse. Um, which is good, and it was I think it was it was screened on ESPN as well. Yeah, it was a good Evo. It had its fair share of, of highlights, like Dragon Ball Fighters just debuting spectacularly was great, but also it had the low light of how the whole disaster went down for the basically the final Evo that Smash Wii U will appear at. Yeah, so like it's kind of it's it was all over the place, but I'm just a sucker for Evo. I love I love a good fighting game tournament. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. I'm gonna go with Overwatch League Grand Finals. Yeah, because I'm Look, voting I, with my heart. I, I think that might get it. <laughs> but um, yeah, and it was a pretty big deal. Uh, I watched when I could. Um, but uh, what I did watch was really great. It was it was cool to watch. It, it was exciting to watch an esports an esports event that I was like, oh, I get this. I understand exactly, what's right. going on. I understand. Oh, they did that cool. Oh, that's a cool tactic. I would like to try that maybe with my team, sort of thing. Yes, you know, just be, having that like recognition and 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 understanding of what was going on on the screen instead of being like, oh, they're jungling and I'm going mid. Like I, I have no idea. That's about as far as my mobile brain works. Unless it's Heroes of the Storm, where I'm just like. Yeah, I'm Jim Raynor. <laughs> Blowing stuff up. Um, yeah. All right. Best esports coach. Oh boy. Uh, here we go. So we've got Bok Reaped Han Gu from Cloud9, uh, Christian Paparsal Banasanu. I think I got that right. Banasanu. Banasanu from OG. Uh, Danny Zonic Sorensen from Astralis. Dylan Falco from Fnatic, uh, Jacob Yamato Cannon, Mebdi from Team Vitality, and Jenko YNK Pornovic from MIBR. Once again, I'll be honest. Yep. yep. Uh, I'm familiar with Cloud Nine, so yep. I picked the Cloud Nine coach. Which okay. Was Reaper hung you. Cool. Awesome. I'm going to go for Dylan Falco because his last name's Falco. Falco's a good last name. Right? So I'm going for Dylan Falco. That's my that's my pick. That's my hot tip. Nothing behind it whatsoever, but yeah. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> best esports team. We've got Astralis for CSGO, Cloud9 for League of Legends, Fnatic for League of Legends, London Spitfire for Overwatch League, and OG for Dota 2. Again, I think Overwatch League just had a really good year, so I went with the Spitfires. I have to go for the Spitfires because they are I my know. team. You support them. They are, yeah. So that's obviously like you know, and the, I actually give a shit about them. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, Spitfires it is. Uh, all right, that was an easy one. Nice and easy. We're we're gonna blitz through these esports ones. Oh, we're almost there. Yeah, the, the meaty stuff is ahead. We're almost there. So, best esports player is Dominic Sonic Fox McLean uh, for Echo. F- uh, well, yeah, Echo Fox. Hajimi uh, uh, ha- Tokido Tanaguchi. Jian uh, Uzi Zihao. Uh, Alexander Simple Kostilev. Sun uh, Hyun. J J O Nak 
bang. I'm sorry, I'm leaving you hanging like at facing this alone. That's all right. Someone's gonna do it. I'll just I'll just stumble my way through these and look like an idiot. It's all good. We're just gonna blitz through these. Who's your pick, Kyron? Best esports player. Um. Oh boy. I mean, it was it was an easy one again for me. Yep. It goes back to the to the best moment. It's Sonic Fox. Yep. That's he, fair enough. Yeah. He's a he's a larger than life personality in the fighting game scene. And again, as you said, there was a, he had that win in in injustice in recently, mm-hmm. and he, he donated his um money to his rival. Yeah, it's, it's pretty just, dope. It's pretty. He's a cool guy, and yeah, very vocal on Twitter. And he's like the fact that he has like the full costume is great. Yeah, yeah. Um, and just I, watching him sort of hang medals over the nose of the costume is just. Never gets <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go for Sung Hyun Bang. For New York Excelsior, because I believe they're the ones who took out um, the Overwatch League this year. I thought it, I thought it was the Spitfires. Was it Spitfires? I think, I think they were there with the Spitfires. I think they, they were, were the last yeah. two. Excelsior were like the the hot team though for from for most of oh, the season. Oh yeah, like they were basically like. Again, I I honestly dropped off halfway through. Yeah, same but did I. I. Just, I just remember watching the, a lot of the earlier stuff. Excelsior would clean up. I mean, mm-hmm. it felt like in the second half of the season, they were like, eh, we can't possibly miss the finals now, so... <laughs> Let's just fuck around, yeah. And they sort of um, just tried stuff out, and then, yeah, they got to the final, and I think that they got taken out by... It's been a while. It's been a yeah. while. Yeah. I'll, I'll have to look that up. Um, and also, you know, Excelsior for the late, great Stanley. Oh, uh, yes. Yeah. Valet, good sir. Um, moving on, final of the esports category, best esports game. We've got CSGO, Dota 2, Fortnite, League of Legends, and Overwatch. I went with Overwatch. Yeah, I'm going to go for Overwatch as well, because... I just I... feel... Again, I just feel like it had a huge esports year. Like, Blizzard's gamble... Well, not even a gamble, but they, their attempts to position it in the esports world, I think, mm-hmm. went very well. And it was interesting watching it sort of grow as, as the game was updated and patched and all that. Watching the sort of metas cycle through. Yeah, and I think like it it had its moments where it was a bit rocky and people were sort of like, oh, starting yeah. to doubt it. But I actually I think in the end I think it worked out pretty well for them. I'm excited to see what they do with like the next season. Um, which yeah, I might actually I'm gonna endeavor to fully immerse myself in it next time. Joel, oh Joel, they, one of their new teams is really good. Oh really? I'll see if I can find him for you and I'll link him to you. But you okay. keep going and I'll, I'll link him to you when I when I find him. All right, cool. So. Now we're done with all the esports stuff. We're going to get into a category that's close to my heart, and it's going to be pretty hard because I've played four of these five games. Um, just looking at this, it's best debut indie game. So we've got Donut County by Ben Esposito and Annapurina Interactive, Florence by Mountains and Annapurina Interactive, Moss by Polyarch Games, The Messenger from Sabotage Studio, and Yoku's Island Express from Villa Gorilla. Um... Yeah, I played four of the, the only game I didn't play here was Moss, and that was because it was a PlayStation VR game, I believe. I heard it was a very good one, but I didn't play it. Um, I am actually going to struggle with this one. <laughs> <laughs> this I, I just looked at this and I went, ah, shit. Like, um, yeah, it's it's tough. I really liked the, all four of these games that I played. So yeah. Unfortunately, I wasn't in the same position as you. Mm-hmm. I picked for one that I want to believe in. It's one that I'm actually going to buy tonight and play it. 
and that is Florence. Good call. Florence is I, great. I'm uh, rooting for that, for that Australian, you know, that's Australian it. made. I look. I'd like to go. I, it's a very good game. I did thoroughly enjoy Florence. Um, everything about. It. I should play through it again. It's like an hour long, so just to refresh myself with it. But I really did like it. I also loved Donut County. I think it was one of the one of the the funniest and well written games I played this year. Um, really enjoyed that. The Messenger takes a familiar like it makes a a, a game that seems very familiar and like comforting and drenched in nostalgia, and then flips it on its head. Oh yeah, um, halfway through, uh, but also with tight platforming controls and great humor and a great visual art style and soundtrack. Uh, and Yoku's Island Express was just a jolly fun time. I really liked it. It was short, but it was sweet. I think I haven't finished it, but I think I'm going to go for the messenger. Okay. Um, because it just, I, every time I like boot up my switch, I'm just like, Oh fuck, I should go back to the messenger. I really want to finish it. Um, and I have finished the other games that I played on, on that list. Uh, and I, again, Super high caliber, super great stuff, super like varied as well, uh, different stuff. Um, but the messenger just really stuck with me. It is a it is a very interesting and special game, and yeah. I mean, and as you said, as far as debuts go, it's very impressive in its scope as well. Mm, absolutely, it just sort of came out of nowhere, and I, I was just, like, I wish they hadn't shown the um. Yeah, the, the future stuff in trailers that would have been such a cool thing to just drop on you. I agree, but I also get why they did. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, yeah, I get it as well. Yeah, um, but yeah, it's unfortunate, but it it it's still really exciting, and it, it, the game still has quite a few things left up its sleeve as well, even after you get from that point. Um, and I'm, assu- I'm it could have even more from past from where I've played, but um, but yeah, all right, best student game. We've got Combat 2018 from Inland Norway University of Applied Sciences. Dash Quasar from UC Santa Cruz. Uh, Jira by Digipen Bilbao from Spain. Uh, then we've got LIF or L-I-F-F by iStart Digital in France. And then we've got Ari Charge from MIT. Uh, I don't know, man. Yeah, I feel like I heard the name Dash Quasar, so I'm going to go for that. <laughs> uh, visually, I kind of like the look of Jira, so I'm going to go for that. Okay. I feel I feel bad for not being like not giving him more time, but I can, honestly, as I was looking at the, um, the awards, I'm like, I feel pretty prepared for this as we're about to go live, and I saw that one, I'm like, shit. I always I feel bad. I always forget to properly look at best student game. Yep, I, I'm the, yeah, I'm the same. I'm a jerk. Um, I apologize. Yeah, I'm very sorry. I was excited last year when it was a, a an Australian was nominated for it. Oh, that's that right. Swinburne Tech was was up there for it, which is cool. Um, alrighty, moving on again. We've got best multiplayer game. We've got Call of Duty Black Ops Four, Destiny Two, Forsaken, Fortnite, Monster Hunter World, or Sea of Thieves. Are you voting with your heart, or you're voting voting smart? I went. For, I went with my heart, Joel. Yeah. I went with Monster Hunter. Oh, man. I want to go Monster Hunter. Oh. I'm going to go I... smart on this one. I'm going to go Fortnite. I'm going to I'm, I'm gonna go for the low-hanging fruit. 
I just, I, look, look, I'm not proud of it. Not no, proud fine. of it. Like, look, like again, look. Sometimes it pays to vote with your with your head. It's. I just had so much fun when we when we just grouped up to hunt monsters. It's true. I fucking loved Monster Hunter World. I. Again, it's another game that I think about where I'm like, man, I would really like to go back to that and and, and blaze through some more of it. And they supported it all throughout the year. Um, uh, hearing Ben Moore from Easy Allies talk about it, he's pretty convinced there's going to be like a paid expansion for it coming that'll add extra makes, stuff it, to it. Which it makes sense. Makes sense. It did really well. Um, I'll buy it. Like I, I still have my, yeah. like I still have my copy of World, and I just yep. I wish I wish you guys played with me. Uh, look, I, you say the word, dude, and I'll jump back into Monster Hunter with you. Oh, oh, next year. We're still before before the, Done. the busy season hits again. All right, cool. I like it. Let's pencil it in. Okay, moving on. We've got best sports racing game. Uh, I know my answer for this one. Yeah, FIFA 19, too. Forza Horizon 4, Mario Tennis Aces, NBA 2K19, or Pro Evolution Soccer 2019. Uh, it's Forza for me. Yeah, I also went Forza, though I do I do love seeing Mario Tennis Aces in there. Yeah, that's pretty cool. It's pretty neat. Um, but man, I just, again, like Monster Hunter and other games, I think about that. I'm like, fuck, Forza was a really good game. And I, I, I did dip back into it, like I think the week before, like a few days before Red Dead came out, like PAX weekend as well. I was like, I'm, I'm going to jump back into Forza. And I, play, I, I was like, I'll play an hour or so. I played for like four hours straight. And I was like, this God is, it, this, it's so good. It's really good. Um, yeah, kudos to Playground Games. It's just, oh, really enjoyed that. Um, okay, moving on to best strategy game. We've got Battletech from Harebrained Schemes and Paradox Interactive. Oh, what was that? Oh, sorry. Like, your list must be in a different order to the one on the website. Oh, sorry. All right. I'm going to throw a spanner in the works here again. Uh, Frostpunk from 11-Bit Studios. Into the Breach from Subset Games. The Banner Saga 3 from Stoic Studio versus Evil. And Valkyria Chronicles 4 from Sega. This was tough. Yeah. I mean, because I have an I, answer. but <laughs> What's your answer? It's Into the Breach. It's the only one I've played and the only one I, that I've sort of been vaguely interested in playing, to be honest. Man, I, w- I want to believe... Into the breach, but I think Banner Saga Three might get it. I think you're you're right. As as sort of like the culmination of this trilogy, which I hear, I hear no shortage of praise for, and I will definitely pick up the trilogy on Switch. I'm going to yeah. do it next year. Uh, but from what I played of the first one, like, geez, the game is gorgeous. The story is so meaningful, and I hear that just yeah, the, the, the culmination of all the events and all your choices from the past two games mm-hmm. just pay off in Banner Saga Three, but. Intimate Breach is very good, and I'm... Yeah. Frostpunk is one of the things this year that I want to go back to, same for Valkyria Chronicles 4, but... Yeah, very good a, things a hard about, pick. Very good things about both of them. Frostpunk's sitting in my, um... It's my on sale right now. I got, is I got it? an email from Steam. Fucking don't tell me that. I've got too much to play on my, on my computer. There'll be a summer sale, don't worry. Yeah. I, it's, in, it's in my wish list. It's something that I'm like, oh, I might check it out if it's cheap enough. Um, but yeah, Into the Breach, what I played of it, I'm like... Not a strategy fan. That was like it. It boiled down strategy into a really pure form, and added like just a dash of roguelike in there to get me through the door. And um, yeah, I really liked what I played of it. So into the breach for me. Uh, we got next up best family game, or as I like to call it, the Nintendo section. 
apparently. Basically, it's the Nintendo section. Uh, yeah. We've got Mario Tennis Aces, Nintendo Labo, or Labo. I don't know why I pronounce it like that. Uh, Overcooked 2, Starlink, Battle for Atlas, and Super Mario Party. Uh, what do you got, Karen? So, I went with uh, Overcooked 2. Yep, me too. I think, was... Was Overcooked in any, up for any awards last year? I would be very surprised if it wasn't. Because, yeah, Overcooked... It might have been, it, like, best debut indie, maybe? Maybe. Because, yeah, I feel like that, if get, again, for a sequel, like, that series has got a long life ahead of it. Oh, yeah. Um, you just got to look at um, how many Let's Players were doing Let's Plays and things and that and talking about it. And and uh, it seems like the stuff they added to it as well, like the fact you could throw and catch stuff across the kitchen like they added extra like game mechanics to it to make it like a a, like not just an iteration from what i could tell um and i mean it's such a great idea for a game and it works and is fun and a lot of people really enjoy it so i think yeah overcooked um i'd love to say super mario party as well because i i think it's it's a really good uh, mario party game um the the mini games are fun it has lots of different game modes there is actually a lot of content in, in the, the package of Super Mario Party that you can get your money's worth out of. Um, and it's definitely worth uh, dipping into if you've got a Switch, for sure. And you're not even picking it after all that all that praise. Well, look, I mean, I just think Overcooked 2, I think it's... it's right, I'm clean. trying to bait you, it's fine. <laughs> I know, I'm going to... It's going to clean up. I just... it's it's. I'm thinking smart about that one. It's going smart. I went, I went with my heart last time. I'm going smart this time. Um, up next, we've got Best Fighting Game. We got Blah Blaz Blue Cross Tag Battle from Arc System Works, Dragon Ball Fighters uh, from Arc System Works. Pack Col- us a ward up. There's no yeah, point. pretty much Soul Calibur Six and Street Fighter Five Arcade. Uh, yes, yeah, Fighters. It's dra- like, and that's not even like, I I obviously am a huge fan of Dragon Ball. Mm-hmm. So when they were like, hey, we'll do a fighting game, sweet. But it's just it's just been huge. Like that game. Yep exploded when it released and granted there has been drop off as it always is for fighting games but I of feel course. like the community and the hype is as strong as ever yeah and those DLC characters were fun and that game was yeah it was it had a big year and like you said that representation at Evo for it was really oh, really yeah. quite big and I think it's going to be a staple at Evo from like going forward just because yes. it is an exciting oh, yeah. game to watch um, much and it's of a, much pretty of a, easy to pick a, up the, the sadness of the uh, Marvel vs. Capcom fans unfortunately a new tag fighter has emerged as yeah i think yeah fighters is fighters is where it's at um cool yeah like you said wrap pack that one up that one's that one's in the bag i think i'd be very surprised if it wasn't uh best role-playing game dragon quest 11 echoes of an elusive age monster hunter world nino kuni 2 revenant kingdom octopath traveler pillars of eternity 2 dead fire this is tough because yeah, this is going to be your tough one. I think one of your tough ones. I mean, personally, the game I wanted to pick for this isn't even nominated. So, which is what? Uh, uh, Xenoblade Two. Oh, uh, uh, of course. Xenoblade Two, unfortunately, last year came out too late and was like not eligible for any of the awards, and unfortunately has been forgotten for this year's. Which I mean, granted, there's been some good RPGs this year. Fair enough, but yeah, that list is pretty. Honestly, would have been my pick. Uh, since that one it wasn't there, I went with my second favorite RPG I played in the last twelve months, which was Dragon Quest Eleven. Yep, fair enough. I don't uh, know if it's got the clout to win it. It had it kind of, it was good, but 
the release timing was really bad. Could and be the persona of this year, I think. Could be. Uh, having said that, I'm going for Monster Hunter World. <laughs> That's fair. I honestly, I think Monster Hunter World's got a good shot. I was thinking yeah. either that or Octopath. Yeah, it's it's one of Just those two. I think a lot of a lot of people are talking about them. And yeah, I was like, but Dragon Quest. <laughs> yeah, I think it was I, very good. I the think music was a bit weird though. <laughs> the two underdogs, I think, are definitely uh, Nino Kuni Two and uh, Dragon Quest Eleven. I think those are the two that could shake the game up. But I think it's yeah, it's it's going to be Monster World or Octopath. I think, personally. All right, we're getting down to the pointy end now. We're getting we're getting a bit closer. It's gonna get tough. Oh boy! All right, so we've got best action adventure game. We've got Assassin's Creed Odyssey, God of War, Marvel's Spider Man, Red Dead Redemption Two, and Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Well, we can knock two of those off because I haven't played them and I don't plan to personally. Harsh, fair, harsh. Um, but fair. Well, I mean, that's just me personally, and I feel like I know you're going to play probably one of them. You're probably looking at playing Odyssey because um, you. I will definitely, I will definitely get to it. Yeah, exactly. But I think when you're up against uh, Sony Santa Monica and Insomniac and Rockstar, it's a tough, yeah. tough to beat. So the question, Joel, is which do you, which one are you throwing your hat in with? <sighs> So, I don't necessarily think the winner of this category will be, we'll come back to that later, we'll, we'll come back later, I think it, there'll be different winners. That's okay. my bet for now. Yeah, I, th- I think you might be onto something. Yeah, I think. I think you might be leading the same way I'm leading. Yeah, but I just got to figure out which of the ones is going to win this category. Uh, look, I'm going to go with Spider-Man. Oh, okay, cool. I'm glad, honestly. I just... I loved God of War. God of War was fucking incredible. Um, for mo- a multitude of reasons, like it being, you know, all one shot. The the combat was solid. Mixing up the formula. Telling a really heartfelt and grounded story. Um, and also setting up for, for future God of War in this universe now. And it was, it was Norse mythology, so it was also really badass. Oh, yeah. Um, and had one of my favorite r- reveals of the year as well oh, within the game. Like a shoo-in, if it was like a, be- like when we, if we do like a best moment, yeah. that is up there for us. Yeah, it's really good. It's really good. I kind of want to just have that category in our own just so game we can have that. just so we can talk about that again. Cause fuck me. I flipped my shit. Um, but I, Spider-Man was just incredible. Like, they 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 did the thing that they set out to do uh, that they that they had to set out and nail, which was the movement and traversal. Um, they nailed that one hundred percent. But also, as you know, a little bonus, they chucked in a really solid story, um, some amazing performances, some great quests, and just fun action and combat. And I really 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 liked it and i'm glad to see insomniac getting a chance to um to do this especially after playing uh sunset overdrive earlier this year nice. now it on pc <laughs> um yeah look i i picked god of war just because yep when i think of action adventure like shit man that game is like the definition of both of those things true that's true i i think yeah if you and would yeah you're right it's just it's so finely treads the line of like being 
sort of open world, but not. Like it's linear, but you you get you feel the option to explore. Oh, if absolutely! You, if you want to, and the combat was just so good, and the exploration they they reward you for exploring as well. Yes, it was. Yeah, the going that extra, like taking that time to wander off the the main path was honestly pretty goddamn rewarding. And almost every time, making it like a, a pseudo metroidvania as well in some way way yeah well, that's a that's another thing it does as well yeah like seeing yeah no i think you're right no it's good that we've gone different there but i just oh I, we're I, both whoever whoever we whoever wins we both win honestly we've both won already because we got to play two amazing games um and yeah but i think yeah i think you could probably see how this is going to play out for the rest of our list later on at the top I, of this I'm, I'm curious okay all right so, moving right along, before we get to the big one, uh, moving right along, best action game. We've got Call of Duty, Black Ops 4, Dead Cells, Destiny 2 Forsaken, Far Cry 5, and Mega Man 11. Can I say, mm-hmm. what a collection of games. Oh, yeah. It's, uh, it's really cool to see both Mega Man 11 and Dead Cells in this category. Which is exactly why I'm going for Dead Cells. I also picked Dead Cells. Yes, because I... I I want it to win because I honestly, I mean, I didn't play Far Cry 5. I'm thinking about picking it up if it goes really cheap over summer, which it probably will. Um, uh, Forsaken, I heard, was actually a pr- like pretty decent in terms of narrative. Um, and the stuff that they pulled off in that seems pretty permanent uh, at the moment. And uh, yeah, that, that kudos to them for that. Uh, but man, if I just think about how much I've played Dead Cells, I... <laughs> It's a lot, and I really enjoyed it. I, I, I've come nowhere near to finishing it, but that's me. That's me all over with um with the uh, roguelikes, and, and that's it. It's a roguelike. It was a platformer. The controls really fun. The progression was really solid as well, and it had some really great humor in it as well. Some really great like some writing that really made me laugh out loud. So yeah, it's Dead Cells for me. Yeah, look, Dead Cells was a game that actually it was like, hey, what if a roguelike, but you enjoyed it? <laughs> yeah, that's, exactly. That's, that's huge for me. That's they, huge. They got you in the door with it. We got, we finally got there. Not every um, game does that, especially if it's a roguelike. But I mean, even still, like Black Ops Four had like went from being everyone going, oh, this is no single player campaign, and there's a battle royale mode. Oh my god, to everyone going, actually pretty damn good they've actually done a pretty good job with it so oh but be careful there have been some slimy microtransactions creeping in so yeah well you know uh, yeah let's not off the hook not off yeah, the hook not off the hook it is the activision still have their fingers in that pie let's oh, yeah. come down to it their so, whole hand yeah yeah and then a, a hand underneath holding the pie as well <laughs> yeah i guess that yeah they would because it's their pie exactly yeah um Treyarch is like the, 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 the crumbs around the outside of it. Treyarch is like that little tray that pies come in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. There we go. That was actually, that was a pretty good analogy we've come up with there. Not bad. Poor Treyarch. <laughs> and poor Treyarch. Uh, <laughs> moving on, we've got best VR AR game. It's going to be pretty hard for us. Uh, Astrobot Rescue Mission, Beat Saber, Firewall, Zero Hour, Moss, and Tetris Effect. I heard really good things about all five of these games. Mm-hmm. What'd you um, pick? I mean, I've played one of them, but just not in VR. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, I'm going to go to Smart Bet. I'm going Astrobot. Oh, okay. I'm going Beat Saber. I am thinking 
I'm thinking smart about that one because Astrobot is one of the highest reviewed games of the year, I believe. Yeah, <laughs> it's... I don't know. I'm, I'm basing one of just how, like, I feel like all of this year when it comes to VR, people have been talking about Beat Saber. Yeah, you're not wrong. And when it comes I would... to PSVR, like this month, sometime doesn't it, or is it yeah, next month? I think it might be the first, like first week of December. Yeah, so I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm thinking Beat Saber might, might get this. Yeah, look, I, I'd, I'd love to see it get it because it's such a fucking cool idea for a game. I want to play it. VR is very cheap at the moment. Stop P- this, Joel. PS, this. PSVR is really cheap. I could Stop. almost, I could almost. I'm not got. Fuck. Anyway. Uh, but yeah, no, Astrobot has been reviewing r- exceptionally well. And apparently it is like, if you own a PlayStation VR, it is the game to have for I it. have heard that, yes. So, um, and a lot of people have been putting in their top 10 lists. So, um, so far they're work in progress top 10 lists. Uh, all right, moving right along onto best mobile game. We've got Donut County, Florence, Fortnite, PUBG Mobile, and Reigns Game of Thrones. Uh, I ended up going with Donut County for this one. Oh, oh I'm I haven't going, played it. I'm going with Donut County as well. I was pretty. I was honestly pretty disheartened seeing some of the nominees for this this category. Yeah, it really kind of pisses me off a little bit. If I'm going to be honest, <laughs> no. Look, honestly, I completely get it. Like, it's, mm. it's I get it's, I get that they are games on mobile, but yep, I don't know. I just I I don't think PUBG Mobile will win it because I don't think it's been. But Fortnite will probably will because it's fucking oh, Fortnite. I would be so bummed out. I, I'll if... be really bummed out, especially when like Donut County is such a fucking interesting, fun game. Florence is such a really cool like glimpse into like the rise and fall of a relationship, and it's just beautiful. Uh, and like what you tell me of Reigns Game of Thrones, it, was, it sounds awesome, uh, and gets you to sort of play what if with the Game of Thrones universe with the whole Reigns. Yeah. Swiping left, right mechanic, it's, which is awesome. It, Reigns games, Reigns Game of Thrones is one of those marriages of like a particular type of game and a like an IP that just makes sense. And then yep. they put it together, you're like, well, yeah, like this, this obviously should exist, and that's exactly what Reigns Game of Thrones is. Hundred percent, hundred percent. If PUBG or Fortnite win this, I'm just gonna be so bummed out. Oh yeah, my eyes are gonna roll so far back into my fucking head when I see Fortnite Epic Games. I'm just gonna be like. Oh God! <laughs> so I tweet, everyone tweet at Ben Esposito and just uh, if that happens and just be like, you deserved it. Tweet, tweet at Mountains. Tweet at uh, Nereal. Like, you know, don't tweet at PUBG or Fortnite. No, fuck them. Fuck them. Anyway, moving right along. Best independent game. Oh boy, this is a oh boy. Uh, <laughs> this is not fun. Uh, we've got Celeste, Dead Cells, Into the Breach. Return of the Obra Dinn and The Messenger. Again, played four of these five games, and the fifth one I really want to play. Um, I'm going Celeste on this one. I also pick Celeste. Because I feel like this is the category that it's nominated for that it will win. Uh, and and not, I'm, that's not just... It's not just thinking, like, quote-unquote, smart about it. It's also, I really enjoyed Celeste. It was I, a very good game. And the, for the, like, yeah, yeah, just... The fact that they made like a pixel-perfect platformer with a storyline that was heartfelt and real. Um, and I sometimes think about that, like that tool tip that popped up 
It was like, be proud of your death count. Like, you know, or just that first screen that you see, it was like, don't worry, you can do this. I was like, yeah, fuck yeah, I can do this. And I did do I it. Love, I love just the, yeah, the way this game sort of uses the fact that it's a video game mm-hmm. to do stuff like that. Yep. It's very cool. Just the overwhelming positivity that comes out of that game is just so, so, so good. Um, and Big I really hope. Celeste. Yeah, same. And Matt makes games as well. Like, yes. Towerfall's awesome. Such a great party game. And to see them uh, see him follow it up with Celeste, he's just so cool to see that he's not just like a one trick pony, I guess. Um, next up, we've got games for impact. Uh, we've got uh, 11, 11 memories retold Celeste Florence life is strange Two, episode one and the missing JJ Macfield and the Island of memories. Man, um, the missing is a game I want to play me too. I almost bought it like three times on steam. I was like, I could no, but maybe no, it's coming to switch. I'll play it then. Um, I it's between two for me. I I I, uh, I picked Celeste. You pick Celeste, or then I'm going to go yeah. Florence. Okay, cool. Um, yeah. Again, for the reasons we talked about for Celeste exactly. just before, like it's just the way and... it sort of uses its position as a video game with the story it tells and the situation the protagonist is in, just all those little things and. And yeah, just like the little the little messages you get from the game sort of mm-hmm. encourage you and Yep. It's that's such a special little game. It really is. Um don't skip it. Do not skip it. Do not skip Celeste. Um and Florence, I don't know if we spoke a whole lot about it, but man, it's just it, I'm gonna buy it tonight, Joel. Yeah, I'm yeah, I'm so excited that you're gonna play it. It's really, really, really great. Put put your headphones on chill out to it. I did I that's one of the things I I sat in bed I played it before I went to sleep. And I, I sat there in bed with my headphones on and just played through this wonderful story that that plays out. And when it's done, it's done. Um, and it's really, really lovely. So, yeah, I, I'd love to see it get up there as well because it's a, you know, Australian, I think, Melbourne-based team uh, in mountains. But, uh, yeah. Okay. It's getting pointier, Karen. It is. Best Performance. We've got Brian Deckard as Connor from Detroit Become Human. We've got Christopher Judge as Kratos from God of War. We've got uh, Melisanthi Mahout as Cassandra from Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Roger Clark as Arthur Morgan from Red Dead Redemption 2. And Yuri Lowenthal as Peter Parker in Marvel's Spider-Man. Now, these are five strong performances. Oh, yeah. I've heard I, the, the two that I haven't played. I've heard really good things about, especially Cassandra. Like I've heard, she is the strong oh, character yeah. in that oh, game, yeah. which is and good. Uh, like Brian as Connor. Like he, his performance was honestly the part of Detroit that had that I was hooked into. Like his right. character and how he brings Connor to life, just very good. Very yeah, good. Um, but I guess you know. <laughs> for, the, for us, it's between three again. Um, from and the it same was close games. for me. It was so close. I'm still mulling it over. Okay. Like, there's one part I keep thinking about. And that's what that's what's that's what's sticking in my mind as well. And I I honestly think I'm gonna go for Yuri Lowenthal. Oh, I'm so happy you did, Joel. Like, I was. Because honestly, I look, 
I thought that Christopher Judge did a great job. Yes. Bringing Kratos to life and sort of like giving, I think, another dimension to that, what was once a one-dimensional character. Humanizing Just, him as well. Yeah, absolutely. There, there's, there's scenes in those games that that game that I'll be thinking about basically until the sequel comes out. Yep. Uh Again, it's it's spoilers to sort of talk about. There was a scene with Yuri Longfall that just blew me away. Yep, hundred percent. And I think that based on that alone, in general, I think he he is Spider Man, and he's not new to being Spider Man. He's done it in a lot of animation stuff, um, and I think some of the other games as well that they've made. Uh, he, uh, yeah, him as Peter, uh, uh, Spider Man slash Peter Parker. I think he was really really great. But yeah, there's one part in particular, even another one as well. Like, yeah, it's true. There's more but, than one part. Like, there's, there's this one, one part, part in but... particular that just sort of floored me. I was yep. just, I, could, I was just like, wow, absolutely. That was incredible. Um, yeah, I'm still, I'm still going for Roger Clark as still Arthur doing Morgan. Yeah. No, that's that's totally. I, I totally get it. Keep playing, Joel. Keep playing. Oh fuck, man. All right, okay. <laughs> All right, I'll get back to you with that one. Um, maybe I'll have to revisit this list next week. Uh, all right, moving on. We've got best audio design, uh, Call of Duty Black Ops 4, Forza Horizon 4, God of War, lots of awes sounds. Yeah. The Marvel <laughs> Spider-Man That's a really lore, good point. Marvel Spider-Man lore, uh, and Red Dead Redemption tour. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can tell us after midnight. Oh God. The loopiness um, is setting in. Uh, design. Oh, man. This is, again, it's tough. It's really, yeah, really tough. I'm going to go with God of War. Nice. Because, um, combined with, like, the rumble and everything as well, but just the sound when that Leviathan axe comes back to your hand. It's just point. so meaty. That's a really good sound when it vunk and back you into your hands. Feel it, yeah, you feel it. And, and honestly, this that game could nearly win this award just for how interesting it is when you speak with the serpent. Yes, that's yes. so that's so interesting. Mm-hmm. The, the direction they went with that. Yeah, uh, yeah. So that's that's my pick. But <laughs> <laughs> keep playing. I, I no, this is, this is <laughs> I spoke earlier about this. Like I've been playing a bit of Red Dead with headphones on, mm. and man, like so. Here's the thing with Red Dead: it's weird. Audios, like the levels are weird in that game. I don't think they're loud enough. Yeah, I don't know. I've had issues where like sometimes the dialogue's really low and all that sort of stuff. But the dialogue's really like the guns though. Oof. Oh yeah, they are turned up to eleven. But uh, so I've been playing with headphones occasionally. And just basking in that world, like, I'm trying to think of a good way to like describe it, man. Like, I would say, Joel, when you play Red Dead next, plug in headphones for a little bit and try it out. Because oh. I think they've done a very good job crafting that that audio. Okay. Like I guess I described earlier the, the experience of being in the forest at night in a storm with rain pelting down on me. And just like the sound of a distant bear roar and thunder rumbling overhead and the, the tense music, I was like, I am so uncomfortable. And it just, it's it blew me away. But God of War is also very good. Yeah, I, I mean, that again, for so, like, just that sound <laughs> of that axe, man. Like it Yeah, just, it's fair. It's a God, good sound. it's good. 
God, it is good. Um, but yeah, no, you're 100 percent right about Red Dead. I will, I will plug in some headphones. Tonight I recommend trying I will, it. I will give it a go. Uh, it's it's almost a completely different experience than playing it on just for TV speakers. I mean, mm-hmm. again, you, you do have a soundbar, so maybe it's better for you. It does sound really nice on the soundbar. Yeah, but Lots with headphones it, in, yeah. just sort of just yeah, you completely you become completely absorbed in in the world. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, all right. Speaking of being absorbed in a world, we've got best score slash music, uh, and our nominees are Celeste, God of War, Marvel Spider Man, Nino Kuni Two, Octopath Traveler, and Red Dead Redemption Two. Can I say I was very happy to see Octopath Traveler up here? I think its soundtrack is very strong. Even Nino Kuni Two as well. It's got a solid see, soundtrack. Boy, I wasn't super into that soundtrack. <laughs> oh, really? I liked some of the soundtrack in that. I really liked it. For me, it was like that looping overworld song didn't yeah. really do it for me. Yeah, I don't okay. know. That's fair. But man, um, I do I do dig the the Octopath soundtrack. Uh I really like Celeste's. It's pretty uh, good. It's really good music. Really yeah. Really, really good. Um but <laughs> Man, that that Bear McCreary score—it's pretty good. It's oh, here's okay. I'm gonna go so, Red Dead. I'm going Red Dead. You're going Red Dead, Joel. I'm yep. so proud because I think the music is very understated. Yes, in that game, mm-hmm. but it is incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think oh. so. And you were talking before about like setting atmosphere and atmospheric yep. things. It's yeah, that, that the music is a key part of that. It's very. It reminds me in a way of uh, of Breath of the Wild. That's fair. And the way that yeah, music is, is like, used in that, it, where it, it just, kicks in, mm-hmm. it's used sparingly but very creatively and well done. I I know we're we're both hanging out for the big the big. There'll be a song. There's going to be a song. Yep. Like the one in Red Dead One, and I'm just waiting for it. With the oh, that Jose Gonzalez song, fuck yep. me, it was so, writing it, so writing it in Mexico, and then the one at the end is oh man. So Joel, so what are the odds are if there's a song in Red Dead Redemption Two like that, is it getting performed at the Game Awards? Because I think so. Yes. Better finish Red Dead first, then. Yes, <laughs> I I have heard I've heard things. So I have also heard things, and yeah. that's why I'm like shit. It. Gotta it's get getting dangerous. Gotta get to that. Yeah, we're 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 skating on thin ice here. <laughs> uh, having said that, my vote is actually for God of War. Oh, nicely done. Nice. Now, I because I love the Red Dead soundtrack, but do you know what I keep thinking about, Joel? Mm-hmm. I keep thinking about when that choir kicks in. Fuck, dude. I think about that scene. That that scene where it <sighs> he he goes back to the house and Fuck, does. Dude does that thing and the music sort of swelling and just the soundtrack yeah. to God of War is so epic. Oh, it's I, a 10. I, I ha- it's a 10. I have to pick it. I have to pick it. And I love Red Dead soundtrack, but I have to pick God of War. This, oh, man. I am not looking forward to game of the, our Game of the Year episode. It's going to be so hard. At fucking all. It's going to be so um, hard. All right. Best art direction. Assassin's Creed Odyssey, God of War, Octopath Traveler, Red Dead Redemption 2, or Return of Obra Dinn. Joel, I'll be honest with you. If I'd played Return of Obra Dinn, I think that'd be it. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I think. If, <laughs> very if, I can, if I can play it before the Game Awards, 
I will honestly swap my vote to that, even if that's sort of cheating. No, no, it's but not cheating. I, 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 feel I, like I haven't like, played it, so I don't want to pick it. Well, like you know, I've got some some work to do with Red Dead, and I might change mine. Yeah, it's true. Uh, Things when it comes to performance, but um, uh, so yeah, so you're gonna uh, what? What are you going with? I'm going with Octopath Traveler. Yeah, good so, choice. Good choice. The character art for that game is gorgeous, mm-hmm. and the in-game sort of the way they sort of take sprites but again for, for better for better or worse the best way to put it is they make him hd those environments just look so good and there's never been a game that's looked like that it makes me hope that square consider doing more games along those lines it just yes. looks so good yes it's um yeah it's it, it is and it's unique as well it uh, is like i said it's like very I, unique i haven't seen a game that sort of looks like that or has art direction like that very unique um, having said that, I'm going to go with God of War. It's a good pick. The yep. art direction is <clears> good. It's really good. Um, I like it. The... All I pixel are like, that's a good pick. So is that one. Yep. Yep. No, I, I was like, again, whoever wins, we all win. Cause we've all played really good games this year. That's, that's True. what, that's the way I'm looking at it this year. But, um, yeah, just in terms of <sighs> when you first come out into like the lake hub area, that's a really good point. And you just look around and you see like the crumbling statues and you see the fucking world serpent just there and it's always there. And then even the way that like the, I guess it's part of art direction, but like every time you come back there after a pivotal moment and like the lake gets drained a bit more and you, like, I, I didn't even notice it at first. The first couple of times I was like, oh yeah, cool. I'm back in. I'm like, wait, this looks different. Oh, I see yeah. what's happening now. It's okay, cool. The detail in all those environments as well. Mm-hmm. Yep, it's just staggering. And some of just like the background artwork. Um, yeah, one scene in particular towards the end when a certain thing gets revealed, and uh, the lead up to that part, <laughs> oh, where you're looking God. at all the art on the wall. It's that's really like literal art on the wall, and it's it's beautiful. Um, and it's so vibrant and colorful in some aspects, and otherwise it's really understated and. And dark and ah, oh, it's great. Yeah, God of War. Um, oh God, Jesus Christ, Kyron. Best narrative: <laughs> Detroit Become Human, God of War, Life is Strange Two, Episode One, Marvel Spider Man, and Red Dead Redemption Two. Can I just say I think it's not fair to put Life is Strange Two Episode One in I this? I honestly agree. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. as much as I liked the first episode of. Life is Strange too. Mm-hmm. It is like a fifth of that narrative. Exactly. You, you. It's but it's part one. <laughs> like you can't. Exactly. You can't just be, be like, oh, I really liked episode four of Stranger Things. That's. I was like, like, it'd be like putting up a single episode of yeah Stranger Things or Game of Thrones up for an award. Yeah. It's like. I mean, yeah, Ga- Game episode. of Thrones, they could almost get away with it. Like Battle of the I Bastards. Guess, it, like they are basically movies. Battle of the Bastards, man. Like if that was just like they nominated just that episode, I'd be like, yeah, give it to that. That's a That's fucking fair. good episode. That's fair. Um, but yeah, like I do, I do agree. I feel like, I don't know. It's it cool seeing Life weird. is Strange 2 up there, but yeah, I do agree. It's sort of weird having episode one up for best narrative against like, against complete narratives. I don't know. I think it almost seems like they're like going, oh, it's a narrative choose your own adventure game. Oh, it's got the, you know, the description is it's narrative. So we have to put it in there. It seems a bit like shoehorned in. I mean, honestly, the best narrative award is sort of weird. Yeah. Like, yeah. Especially when you've got like, 
again, we haven't finished it, so we don't know how it all comes together. But like Red Dead Redemption 2, like we were saying before, no spoilers, but like it seems to be like a collection of stories at the moment. And obviously it's going to narrow into it, like funnel into a point. But um, that's sort of why I didn't pick it. That's why I'm not picking it. What did you pick, though, Kyron? I picked God of War. <sighs> yes, oh my. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's, it's a really strong story. It really is. Um, to make me care about Kratos mm-hmm. is insane. That story does it, and I still can't believe it. Having said that as well... I know. Let's not forget, Spider-Man has does some things that Spider-Man hasn't really done... That yep. I've seen anyway before. I'm sure it's happened, but, um, but yeah, did some cool shit. So, it did. Uh, and look, De- cool Detroit shit. is probably the strongest game that Quantic Dream has put out from a, from a narrative perspective. Yeah. It's still got issues, but I think it's the best one that David Cage and his team have put together from a story perspective. Yeah, for, that's what I've heard. I'm gonna look. It's really it's going really cheap at the moment. I'm probably gonna pick it, it up so just to, as I like. A, I'll come back to it down the track. Um, but I, I just I can't look past God of War when nah. you're just talking about like a narrative. Again, if I finish Red Dead before this, that could change. Yep. I but yeah. Even even then, I don't know because God of War's narrative is so tight. It is so tight, and it walks that line of setting up future stuff without feeling yeah. like a part one in a story. It's it's well, a, it is a it has a beginning, middle, and an end, and it is a complete story. And yeah, but. <laughs> it does sow the seeds for the future of that franchise. Yeah, I, as well as also acting as a sequel slash reboot of an established series. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it, and does, may- it, it covers yeah. a lot of bases, but does it with confidence. Yeah, man, man, fuck. Uh, all right, of all, man. I feel like even just going through this is making me seriously stress over my list again. Yep, me too. I'm starting to rethink things. Uh, best game direction. Uh, a Way Out, Detroit Become Human, God of War, Marvel Spider-Man, Red Dead Redemption 2. I picked God of War. It's got to be God of War, man. Like, I mean... It has to. The fact that that game is one shot. Like, that camera yeah. never cuts. Like, unless you die, obviously. But, like, you know, in terms of, like, the narrative, it is you, you, it's, you play it from start to finish, and it's, like, one long scene, basically. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. And that alone is impressive. On top of the fact that, like, changing up the camera, being, like, over the shoulder and being a lot more tighter in on Kratos, um, just some of the some of the set pieces in that game. God of War is a, is a franchise that is synonymous with, like, ridiculous set pieces. And I feel like this game did that, but not just did that. It had everything else going for it as well, but yeah. In terms and of like of- game direction, like some of those, oh, man. There's one fight in particular where I was like, "What the fuck is happening here? This is crazy." Uh, is um, it the fight early in the game or late in the game? Both of them, because it was yeah, the same person. Yeah, both yeah. of them are good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they're both really good. And uh, again, like when I think game direction, I come back to that pivotal moment, like halfway through the game. True. Yep. It sticks with me. Yep. Like even like because. I don't know why, but I just pushed that idea out of my head, even though, of course, that would happen. But same, like when when it happened, I was like, "Oh, oh shit! Oh shit! We're doing this because of the the point that it happens. It's so far into the game 
that you're yeah. like, okay, whatever. But it it does give enough time to ruminate and let you get comfortable before it does throw you for a loop, and it's yeah, fucking awesome. Yeah, Kyron. Um, mm, okay, oh boy. Okay. Uh, all, all right. right, let's get this one out of the way. Best ongoing game: Destiny Two, Fortnite, No Man's Sky, Overwatch, Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Siege. Can I say shout out to No Man's Sky for being on this list? Yeah. That's the little game that could. The fucking comeback kids at Hello Games. Um, having I still s- picked Fortnite. <sighs> fucking Fortnite. I'm going to pick it because it's an easy point. I'm not happy about it. Um, yeah, I know. Like, I was looking at... I, like, Overwatch had a good year. It really did, actually. H- had some good new characters, some good stages. Fuck it, I'm going Overwatch. Fuck Fortnite. Oh. Sorry. That's fine. Sorry, Overwatch. Uh, sorry, Fortnite. If you like Fortnite, you know, it's totally you, fine. I'm not discriminating against it. It's just not for me, and I'm a little over it. But I'm voting with my with my head here. I'm sticking with Fortnite. Nah, I'm going. I'm, I'm going two years in a row. Best ongoing game. That would be so good. Back to back with Overwatch. I do love Overwatch. Yeah, back to back. Okay, Kyron. Here it is. The point. The the tip. We're at the point. Game of the year. We've got Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Celeste, God of War, Marvel's Spider-Man, Monster Hunter World, and Red Dead Redemption 2. Can I say, for, I mean, first of all, it's cool that, so cool that Celeste is in there. Yeah, fuck yeah, it's awesome that's in there. And can I say, as much as I did love it, boy, does it feel like Monster Hunter World is the odd one out. Yeah, yeah, it really does. It's a strong game, don't get me wrong, I very much enjoy it. But just looking at this, like, there is a fair bit of variety here. I know three of these games are, like, action-adventure combat games. For, for, and, you know, but four, technically, like, as and, well. And three of them are open world. Yeah. But, like, in terms of setting and what they've done with narrative and, and gameplay and things like that, it's a pretty good list. I must admit. I do agree. I do agree. Which... Begs the question, what do you what do we go for? I I so I went with God of War. Yeah. I I wanted to go Red Dead. But as we were going through this list, picking and picking and picking, I kept coming back to God of War and kept remembering how incredible it was. And again, it's it's tough because we haven't finished Red Dead, so Yeah, exactly. That could change. I'm, I'm basically pitting a complete game in God of War against the 50% of Red Dead I've played, and it's not really a fair comparison. I... Yeah, it's got a war, man. Yeah, I... Again, I actually... I for this one in particular, I reserve the right to change it if I finish Red Dead before the game. Oh, before. absolutely. I think in terms of any category that's to do with, like, Red Dead, or even, like, games that we haven't played that we maybe are going to try and squeeze in, and if it does sway our opinion, more than happy sure that to... It's noted before the Game Awards happen. Yeah, we will bring it up on the show. There must be proof. Um, yeah. But, yeah, just talking about God of War again and just remembering that moment. Yeah, that moment's huge. That moment's the part that I keep coming back it's to. just... And how well they pull it off. It's executed so fucking well. Like... And, and I... like, the, oh, the lead-up to that scene as well. Like, yeah. I, like, I... It, Oh, God. I was I, panicked. Yeah. I was genuinely panicked. I don't want to. I don't want to go into it because no, it's, it's super spoilery. spoilery but like... but I just I remember being on the couch and being so fucking hyped. I was so stressed before that though. Like... Yeah, exactly. That yeah, that game plays with you, man. Um, it's a it's a it's a 
fucking insane game. And if you haven't played God of War and you're on a PS4, what the fuck are you doing? Seriously, it's it is it is a ten. It's a, it's very good. Like it's, it's a pretty close to a perfect game, I'd say. The end of this year is gonna be hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not looking forward to it. Oh. But we'll check back in with the results from the Game Awards in about three weeks' time or so. Yeah, basically. Yeah, that's that, that it. Because it happens when Smash is out, baby. It does. Oh, man. So two and a half weeks or so. It's also the day of good things. That's a big day. It's a big day. Um, yeah, well, because I'll, I'll be at work all day. So basically, I have to mute Twitter and everything I've got until I get home in the evening. Gonna get some like some popcorn, get some snacks, and just settle in for three hours of game reveals and awards. Fuck, I'm gonna. That's gonna be my wind down from going to a music festival. Is uh, so keen, man. So keen. Yeah, that's nah, gonna be good. Play some Smashing Handheld while I'm watching it. Maybe. I don't know, man. I think I'm just gonna be paying full attention. Yeah, true. Actually, that's a good point. Anyway, that's our nominees. That's or that's our our picks. Uh, like we said, we'll get back to you with what we're gonna we're gonna come up with some stakes, make things a little bit interesting. It, we we got a couple of very variables in there that could go either way, so I think this could be actually interesting. Yeah, It'll, yeah, I'm interested. Yeah, um, but yeah, if you'd like to let us know what your picks are, by all means, hit us up. We'd love to hear from you. So we've talked game awards, we've talked Red Dead. It's time to round out this episode with a check in with a bonus round. Bonus round. Our bonus round is, of course, our question and answer segment of the show where you, the listener, can write into us with anything you'd like us to talk about or discuss on the show. Uh, we've got one question this week. We did have a couple more, but the episode's running a little long in the tooth, so we'll get to those in another time. exploded. Yeah, look, Red Dead and Game Awards and lots of speculation and all that kind of jazz. Um, we can't but, help it. <laughs> yeah, we can't. We've got one from last week uh, where, yeah... We, we did the crossover episode. We so. did the crossover episode, so we didn't get a chance to do any question or answer stuff. Um, but it is from a very good friend, Gary. Gary asks us this week, We've come a long way from mobile games like Bejeweled and Candy Crush, but the concept of pick up and play is still there, so what is some of your favorite mobile games that you would recommend from casual to hardcore? Oh boy, Gary. Oh boy. Joel, st- like, honestly... Step into my, my- office. My mobile knowledge is quite limited. Yes. Yeah, of course. Um, mine is very, very, like, ever since I got a smartphone, back in my old iPhone 3GS, I was all up in that app store, just all over it. I like I like reading about mobile games. I, I honestly, I, I think they're legitimate games. You can find legitimate games out there. Everyone, when you, when you hear... People say mobile games, they think free-to-play, they think idle clickers, they think gacha games, which is fine. They exist, and some of them are really good. But there are some really, really solid entries out there of games um, that, I mean, even like varying from like simple puzzle games, uh, like threes. Uh, I never really got into threes, but I know a lot of people really, really liked threes. Um and uh, then you've got things like Pokemon Go, which sort of took that whole idea of like, what if Pokemon was real? It gave us, <laughs> um, it gave us like a good couple of weeks of world peace. Exactly, yeah. And like, I'll never forget that moment in time. Um, and then you've got like simple hour-long experiences like Florence, or even it's a little bit longer, but like Monument Valley. 
um, and just these really, really interesting things that are uh, interesting stories and games that are uh, doing different things and, and, and could only really be done on a phone. Like things like a, a normal lost phone as well. That's a really, really cool one. I really enjoyed that um, as like a narrative experience. Uh, then you've got like weird games like Ridiculous Fishing from um, Vlambeer. Uh, uh, the guys behind um, it's, uh, Rami Ishmael from um, and he he did uh, Luftwaffe's and Nuclear Throne, and I, I really like both of those. And Ridiculous Fishing is up there as well. I'm, like I'm a... gonna have to ask you to pick a couple, Joel. <laughs> okay. Um, what else have we got? It has a sound. I'll give you one that I am surprisingly a fan of. It's okay. A, not not because it's bad. But because I don't play many mobile games, and I'm okay. pretty sure you've played it, because I tried to link you to it, and you're like, oh, "Come on, man! I'm already playing it." <laughs> yep. And that's um, that's Piffle. Yes, Piffle's awesome. Piffle's great. Really, really fun game. And like, I love that the like the destiny, like hipster whale. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Fuck yes. yeah. No, uh, Piffle is a really, really fun game. Um, I really, really dig. Uh, what it does it is a free-to-play game but it's pretty generous with its free-to-play yeah. mechanics and like it's again it's what i want out of a mobile game is like gameplay that's pretty simple yep. and easy to sort of pick up and play and that, and that is exactly that yeah absolutely 100 percent um oh but man i also play a lot of gatches so i'm a part of the gacha problem i don't spend much money anymore i've weaned myself off i'm a stronger person now yeah look i i i Look, there's nothing wrong with gacha games. Absolutely not. I have no problems with it. I'm not one of those people that's like, gacha games aren't real games. They're just collect-a-thon things. Like, see, yeah, so what if they are? Like, there's still... Some people really enjoy playing those types of games. And they, if it's about, with a, a franchise or a property that you're really passionate about, fuck them. It all comes out of the gameplay of said gacha games. So, mm. obviously, I play... Not as much anymore, but I played a lot of Fire Emblem Heroes when that came out because honestly, it was a pretty good boiled down version of Fire Emblem to the to the mobile state. Like, yeah, reduced the size of the map, sure, but like the the essence of Fire Emblem was still there, and it was dumbed down just enough sort of to work on a mobile device. Absolutely. And I also, again, I play um, uh, Dragon Ball Legends occasionally because it's a surprising, it's an interesting take on a fighting game on a mobile device, sort of using like a rotating system of four battle cards to sort of pick your attacks as well as like swiping left and right to dodge or to fly forward and all that. It's just, it's interesting. Yeah. Also both the gacha games though. So, you know, <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I, like I said, no problems with gacha games whatsoever. I, I think if you're, if it's something you're passionate about and you really like, like go nuts. Who cares? If you like stuff, like the things you like, who cares? Um, all right. You want a couple uh, just from perusing a few lists and refreshing my memory of things, uh, a game called You Must Build a Boat. Um, it's a match three puzzler slash RPG that's, uh, you have like a little, start off with like a little boat and then you, you've got to try and build out your boat by going out in quests and completing quests. And it's simple, um, like it's like a 2D side scrolling dungeon crawler, but you like travel through it by doing match three puzzling. Um, it's really simple premise, uh, really simple game, but it's very, very, very fun. And I highly recommend you picking it up uh, or checking it out. I think it's on PC as well. Now I think it's on steam. Um, that's really, really cool. Uh, I have a classic one for you, Joel. Yeah. Uh, swords and sorcery. Swords and sorcery is great. Swords and sorcery. Get some headphones for that one. 
Yes. Yes. Swords and Sorcery EP. And there's a reason why it's got the EP in there yes. with it as well. Um, oh, boy. What was the other one I was going to bring up? Um, it's out on... Oh, it just came out on Switch recently, actually. But it's out on PC as well. But it originally came out on uh, on mobile devices. Uh, and that is Crashlands. Crashlands is a, like, it's a survival game, but it has a story, it has objectives, it has progression, so it really spoke to me uh, on a um, on a, on, a, on a whole new level, and I I love it, I love the developer as well, which is Butterscotch Shenanigans, those guys are fucking great awesome, great yeah, name. really great, look up the story of Butterscotch Shenanigans, I think I've spoken about it before, uh, one of the devs uh, had cancer and Crashlands was supposed to be like part of his like magnum opus to the world before he like you know cancer took over but uh he beat cancer but not only once but twice fuck yeah and released Crashlands and now it's out on PC it's out on Switch it just came out on Switch with Couch Co-op as well so you can play co-op in it um really really off the wall humor and and crazy character designs um some of the other Butterscotch Shenanigans games are really great as well. Um, I can't remember the names of them off the top of my head, but they're really, really cool. Great developer. Solid, solid game. Um, I will pick it up on Switch eventually and go through it again. Uh, and then if you want to go Classics, Kyron, uh, one of the very first uh, iOS, uh, well, like Android games. Yeah, it's iOS, I'm pretty sure. Exclusive. Um, like a franchise that I actually played all three of. And pretty much to completion. Um, it's uh, fuck. What's it called? Infinity Blade. Oh yeah, I remember that game. Yeah, from Chair. Uh, it was almost like a tech demo to start off with. Um, had a really cool like one v one sword fighting with like using slashes. It was like, what if we took the gameplay behind Fruit Ninja again? Solid recommendation as well. You've heard of Fruit Ninja. Um, and put like, like, like put sword combat with it, um, and it works really well. Um, Not I, only that, it was also a stunning looking. Absolutely, game. it was like a benchmark game for like your new iOS. You, you, if you got a new iOS device, like you wanted to check out what Infinity Blade looked like on your new device, because um, it was just it was stunning and it ran really well. Um, but yeah, that franchise is amazing as well. And my final, final, final recommendation. Again, it's out on other things now. I think it's out on PC. Um, and that is Knights of Pen and Paper. Uh, a great sort of like twist on the RPG game where you're basically playing a tabletop RPG game, but you're actually doing dungeon crawling stuff and building up characters. And like, yeah, you can like get passive abilities and stuff from like pimping out the room that you're actually playing the game in. Um, it had really great writing and it's one of the only one of the few uh, iOS games that all like mobile games that I finished um, and I played through like pretty much all of the content and really, really great stuff. Um, but yeah, I mean, I could go on like, <laughs> just like things are coming back to me now as well, but those are the ones that like are the staples to me. Like um, that. Yeah. If you, you've got a new device and you're looking for some games to play, some of them are quite old now. Um, I think most of those are still supported. I don't know about the Infinity Blade games. I'm assuming they survived the 64-bit Ocalypse. 
Um, surely right they were they were pretty big games but yeah who knows i I haven't got an ios device so i can't check i don't anymore either so man if they released another infinity blade fuck um the last one did have a lot of microtransaction stuff in it though yeah wasn't there like a diablo-esque one at one point as well they were going to but it never came out oh okay Mm, it was called infinity blade like realms or something i don't know it was something like that um, but yeah, they're, they're my, they're my hot tips. Um, yeah, yeah. From the king of mobile himself, the John king of mobile. mobile games, are is not a dirty word. That's, that's that we should take away from this. I get it if you don't like them, but if you, if you're just sort of like following the trend of being like, oh, mobile games, fuck that. Like I, he might be surprised. Something like you must build a boat, which is like a, a match three puzzler. It's a, it's a premium game. It's like three bucks. It's you'll get hours of entertainment out of it, and it's really, really great. Um, and the, the the other game that company made as well, which I think is called like One Million, Simple, same sort of game, just with a different setup. Can't remember exactly that one. I think you were building out a base. I don't know. Um, really cool art style, fun gameplay hook, and yeah, it'll keep you playing one hundred percent. Um. Oh man, we didn't even touch on like the Kairosoft games game. I know. Like, I was going to talk about game dev story, but like again, there's game there's a lot. There's a lot of mobile games. Yeah. Um. But yeah, thank you very much, Gary, for that question. I get to nerd out about mobile games. I don't get a, a chance to do that very often, unless I play something new that I want to bring to the table. So um, there's some classics for you there if you've heard of some of them. And please, if you're listening as well, let me know if there's anything that you have played that you think I might not have heard about because I am more than willing to check out, especially on Android. It's a whole different ball game finding games on Android. So It's weird yeah. and often not easy. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, it, yeah, if you've got any, like, Android, even, like, Android-exclusive games, hit me up, please. I would love to hear some. But, Karen, I think that is an episode. What do you reckon? I think you're right, Joel. Mm-hmm. It's time. Wrap us up, At, boy. As always, thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Dialogue Options Podcast. We do appreciate it, especially if you have reached this point and you've listened to us talk about Red Dead and scour a long list of Game Awards nominees and picked our winners. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, as always, if you would like to keep up to date with us on the social medias, you can find us both on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram, where we are just Dialogue Options. Uh, alternatively, whatever podcast platform you listen to us on, whether it's Podbean, Podchasers, uh, iTunes, or any of the other ones, uh, any sort of review or share you can drop for us is, of course, appreciated and helps a whole bunch. Uh, you can also, Joel, you can follow us individually on Twitter as well. You can. You can find me on Twitter where I am at LemonManX. And God damn it, Joel, this week... I picked up a digital copy of Super Smash Brothers Ultimate Job. <laughs> and this morning I was like, oh, I'm going to check the Switch eShop. And I switched on my Switch. It's like, hey, just wanted to let you know, we downloaded Smash Ultimate for you. You cannot play it, though. Wait until December 7th. And I was just like, oh, that's not fair. <laughs> it's there, Karen. Let me, let it's me right there. It now. It's right Ridley's, there. Ridley is in there. There's been like a whole bunch of previews that have gone out about it as I well. I know. The hype is very much starting to build. Yeah. To the, uh... Some people are saying the uh, the single-player stuff is actually pretty neat. Yes, but also being careful to emphasize that it is not a sequel to Subspace Emissary. 
Totally fine with Burmese. Yeah, me too. The totally size range, that, that was too ridiculous, honestly. That's totally fine by me. I mean, little like, sidebar, what I do like from what I've heard from the previews is the classic mode is back, but it's sort of personalized for each character. That's cool. The example that I saw was from Game Explain, I think. Okay. And it was, uh, for, so for, for Wolf's like classic mode, he basically fights through characters who were cut from Smash. Oh, which, that's which, awesome. Which he himself was also cut from Smash. and he's, That's neat. He's classic mode culminates with a boss fight with uh, one of the bosses from the subspace emissary and brawl. I forget his oh. name. The big wheel guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gal- Gallium or something. Galwim. Or, I don't know. Some dumb name. Yeah. But yeah, so that's what I've been tweeting about. The fact that I've got Smash on my Switch and I can't use it. How about you, Joel? Uh, you can find me at Mac, where... Um, it's from a couple of weeks ago. I've tweeted about a whole bunch of other stuff as well, about watching Creed by myself at home with some chicken wings and some potatoes by myself on a Saturday night. It was, was a really nice Saturday night in with myself, which was good. Um, but a couple of weeks ago, Karen, we got a trailer for a movie. It was after we'd recorded with Brod as well, uh, or a week oh, ago. Joel, I'm glad you're bringing this up. Yeah. Look, we got, we got trailer, we got two trailers actually. And a poster that's making me extremely nervous for uh, Toy Story 4. Oh, okay. That's what you... Uh, yeah, okay. All right. <laughs> I know. I, I know. I know what you were talking about. That's also very cool as well. Very exciting. But big Toy Story fan, a uh, big Pixar fan as well. And Toy Story is like... <sighs> Toy Story 3 still fucks me up uh, every time without fail. Uh, even thinking about it makes me get emotional. I was very much in the camp. going to be darker. I was very much in the camp of we didn't need a Toy Story 4. After hearing what uh, Tim Allen and uh, Tom Hanks have said about recording their last scenes in said movie and how emotional it was, uh, and then seeing the trailer, which is like, okay, it's pretty cool, and then even seeing like the trailer, quote-unquote, trailer reacts video with a couple of new characters played by Key and Peele, which, that, again, that was, I was like, yes. Um, Key and Peele playing toy versions of characters they played in their show as well, which is really funny um, in a way. Uh, but the poster, Karen, if you haven't seen the poster for Toy Story 4, go and look it up and just prepare yourself because I'm not prepared. I'm I, I'm going to see this movie day one. I'm going to take a box of tissues with me and I'm going to be fucking inconsolable at the end of it um, because I've got... it. Oh boy, Karen, this thing's gonna end. It's not gonna end well, I don't think. Um, I'm excited. I think, it, I think it will. It's 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 gonna be bittersweet. Yeah, I think so too. I think I'm gonna I, be very I, happy. I think that's it. gonna be the last one. This has to be. This has to be it. This has to be it. Oh, Karen, I'm I'm not ready for it. <laughs> so not ready for it. So next not ready year, for Joel. it. Next year. Next year's gonna be a big year. Oh yeah, between that and fucking Infinity War plot or whatever, Avengers Four, like man. Avengers Four now also featuring the last Stan Lee cameo. Oh yeah, Jesus. Oh boy. Anyway, that's what I've been tweeting about. All right then. Well, in that case, Joel, I will let a wonderful theme song, which it has a name now, doesn't it? It does. Yes. Uh, truth, doubt, lie. No. Yes. Yeah. Truth, doubt, lie. Yeah. Truth, doubt, lie. Yeah, a, 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 a great throwback to the uh, wow, 
LA, uh, the team Bondi slash Rockstar developed LA Noir. Oh, ties in there nicely. Look at that. Ties yeah. in nicely. But uh, so we'll let that song see us out, and we will catch you guys next week. See ya. Bye. options podcast